0: Hi,
1: this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to Internet Radio Network. Okay, okay. Okay.
2: Yo, monkeys, it's me, DPP, the king of the things, the master of the diamond
3: cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, or you monkey, you're lit on the S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel! Bah!
1: Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Slash, Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network.
2: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from PNA,
3: and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, with Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network.
1: See And I wouldn't want to be here.
3: Hey, you're listening on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom
2: line. The Stone Cold Steps
1: the, the world is listening. is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this.
4: Five, four, three, two, one...
3: This is the Open Book.
2: Yes! 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 What?
3: Your one-stop audio
1: library for all things entertainment, video games, and the Open Book E-Fed. Tell me
2: he didn't just say that. What? I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away.
3: With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. Spider pig, spider pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, he can't. He's a pig. Look out! he is, a spider pig. And Ashley is my name. I admire
4: your luck,
0: Mr. Bond. Bond.
1: Bond. 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 Bond.
3: James Bond. The lesson is about to begin. Here's Sean and Ashley.
1: Did you see that coming?
0: It's
1: time!
5: What? Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Woo! Yeah. Ready? Woo! Uh, Let's go. Can I get an
6: encore?
5: Do you want more? Cook raw roll with the Brooklyn boys. So, for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Now, what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So, for one last time, nigga, make some noise. Get him, Jay. Who you know, fresher than whole? Riddle me that y'all
7: back what is up people That is actually one of my favorite jay-Z Linkin park uh, crossovers and I was actually rapping while he uh while I was going through waiting for the ghost signal so what is up you know who this is if you don't I'm a sensational sequel sensational spoiler or the sensational sean they're all s double s's either way works. So tonight you're back with us for another live open book. And that can only mean one thing. It means I got somebody else here with me. But before I get into that, this was the week of nine eleven. Uh we all know if if you if you're too young to know what nine eleven is, then be glad. You'll learn about it in a few years. But if you know what nine eleven is, nine eleven was the Horrific attack on America by Al-Qaeda and uh, lost several hundred thousand lives. I think it was in the millions last time I looked. Uh, It definitely was a very horrible day in American history uh, and world history, to say the least, due to the fact of all who was inside the World Trade Centers at that time. Uh, I mean, the, the lives lost during the World Trade Center attacks, the lives lost of the firemen, the police officers, the military, everyone who went in to go save lives, all the lives that were lost in that process also, all the lives that were lost in the Pentagon attack also, and Flight 93, which basically was taken back by some very heroic passengers aboard that flight. Um, no matter what, these these missing lives in everyday life is still felt throughout the world. And I want to definitely give a moment of silence to that, but also to the lives lost and the assault aboard the U.S. Embassy. And I believe it was Benghazi. Uh, I'm not sure. Ashley, you're here with me, right?
6: Yes, Benghazi.
7: Um, Benghazi, okay. Uh, The lives lost in Benghazi. Uh, I definitely want to give my heart and soul and my prayers and thoughts to the families of those lost, including the ambassador, uh, the Navy SEAL who was there, uh, everyone who was killed. I mean, it's definitely one of those things. And you know what, while we're, let's go ahead and we're going to give a moment of silence. I uh, definitely feel that's needed, especially for what this week is. So if you bear with us for a minute, we're going to do a moment of silence for uh, all the lives. And thank you. Um, I, we seem to be doing that a lot recently. And uh, you know what? Let's let's go and jump into it. Um, of course, you just heard my co-host. Uh, he is the British bastard. Uh, he is Ashley. Thank you for joining me a little bit earlier than usual, Ashley. But uh, what's up this week?
6: Oh, I had to help out because I don't want too much massacring of stuff this week because I don't want to use any more of the uh, sounders.
7: Yeah, we're trying to stick away from the buzzers as much as we can this week. We want to... Uh, Hold off and try, and get through at least with at least less than five. I know that might be a hard thing, but we're gonna find out. So we'll de- we'll definitely start with uh, we'll start with a little wrestling. And the first we'll, we're gonna start with the WWE pay per view coming up, which is Night of Champions. Night of Champions is this is this Sunday. Excuse me, is this Sunday, and it's. Looking interesting, to say the least at the moment. Uh, there's some pretty cool matches set up. I mean let's um let's go through this. Let me see if I can find a good one to start at. Well, I mean, let's start with the pre show. We don't know the full thing, but there's a battle royale for the to get a shot at the US champion later on in the evening. Do you have a feeling you know you might know who's gonna be in that? Or do you know who might be the winner?
6: Which one of two people? I think Santino's a possibility, but the one, considering how they said that they were going to involve him at some point down the line, and the most logical at the minute to put Cesaro over would be Christian.
7: Isn't he. I don't know. I mean, are, are we. Is Christian back fully? Because I know that at one point he was supposed to induct Sting, at another point he was being. Rumored to appear back on TNA. I mean, what's do we know what's going on with him yet?
6: Well, there's some new reports coming out that apparently Lex Luger could induct him in, which is even more interesting because Luger is still in uh, got some capacity at WWE. I think being a wellness ambassador or wellness advisor.
7: And you know, which is ironic. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I find it really funny that uh, TNA is actually pulling in a. Some WWE people. And they just got done with this whole lawsuit thing with WWE. Or they're still in the process of the lawsuit with WWE. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's very interesting how they're still doing that. So, I mean... Christian... I, I don't see Christian winning it. I don't actually know who's supposed to be involved. I mean, uh, either way... We'll go ahead and jump into this match. Antonio Cesaro versus the winner of the pre show Battle Royale. I think we can both agree on uh I think we can both agree on what exactly who were the winners. I mean who I was the winners, going to say winners?
6: So, uh, yeah I was gonna say something in five languages but I thought no. Nine. No, let's No. Really? I can't think of the other two.
7: <laughs> let's just let's just not worry about that. I mean, we're both going to say Antonio Cesaro. I mean, no matter what, he's going to win. So, um, next match, it's a non-title match. It's a a no-title match, pretty much. Randy Orton versus Dolph Ziggler. What do you think?
6: It makes sense for Ziggler to go over, because then that would be two pay-per-views back-to-back that he's lost to pretty big names, given that Slash pay-per-view of SummerSlam and that was Jericho so I think the way it will go is put Orton out injured keyfave so he can film 12 rounds in an ambulance whatever you call it and then he'll come back possibly depending how long it takes after Survivor Series TLC time and if Ziggler gets the briefcase by them then you go straight into a feud with the guy that he took out
7: with Orton, right. So, I mean, it's definitely an interesting thing to see what what is going to happen. I mean, we could see. I know that Orton was planning on leaving for the his recording of his movie. Um, I mean, there we could see him get taken out from that. Uh, As you know, I'm, I'm really torn between this one. I haven't made my picks on Four Down yet, which is a good thing, but. I don't know. This is one of those interesting ones that's going to kind of cause me some problems uh, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong uh, probably three ways to Sunday, but I'll have to take a look later on. Um, let's go with the Tag Team Championship match. This was a interesting one to go with. Um, Kane and Daniel Bryan are the challengers going against R-Truth and Kofi Kingston, who are the champions for the tag team titles. Go for it.
6: This is like the ultimate political bullcrap. Because I was so damn sure that primetime players were going to win, and then it's like, no. We apparently have less confidence in you than a tag team, which is going to be basically split apart within probably a month. Wait, could
7: this be thinking about this now, could this be possibly their their punishment for AW? Maybe just to have to sit back for a minute? Well,
6: their punishment is they, they were supposed to win a match at SummerSlam, which they lost, and then the rematch, which they were going to get the title, then thanks to fate, now sees two other guys get their position. God, I... <sighs> If only they were JTG, they'd have already ranted on Twitter.
7: Oh. Uh, so, who do you see winning this match? I mean. Honestly, Kane and Brian.
6: Because they're the right. heel guys. They're the heel guys, and then that will translate into down the line Mysterio and Cara getting it, and then they'll split up, which will have their match one on one at Mania, so they can do the whole mask thing. The stadium.
7: Okay. By the way, before we continue, I just want to give a shout out to L Train who just tweeted that he's listening to us on Twitter. What's up, dude? Just want to give you a, a quick For shout on. out because he just tw- tweeted that he is currently listening to the open book with S- Sensation Sean and Ash is My Name UK on the SNS radio network.
6: Hashtag open book.
7: No, unfortunately, it was some link. And that's what I'm happen. saying.
6: Hashtag open book. Let's get it trending. There's got to yeah. be something more interesting than a topless duchess.
7: No, no, no. Um, I, I, I see a disqualification Um, possibly on both teams. Um, primetime players come down, attack both teams, and ends up causing a triple threat tag team match at what is Hell in a Cell next? So hell in a cell. So I mean that would be a that would be actually a very interesting match. I would love to see a, a triple threat because these are three teams that seem like they can go the distance in a in a triple threat match. So that's what I I see happening. So I see a no contest because of disqualification. I know one of those weird ones. Uh, let's go with the next match. Caitlin versus Layla who is the champion for the Divas Championship. This is this going to be easy. Go for it.
6: It's t- probably too soon for Caitlin. She will probably get it within the next 12 months, but I think Layla will retain uh, thanks possibly even to an Eve screw job and then it's Triple Threat or something
7: at, at some point.
6: Survivor Series or Hell in a Cell.
7: Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw the report. There was a report that came out that said Caitlyn was not supposed to win, that something happened and Eve was supposed to be the winner, and Caitlyn won. So it, it's one of those interesting things that they've kept this going along with Caitlyn still holding that number one contendership. So I, I I'd see Layla winning either way, just to push Caitlyn back to the back back again, and then possibly give her another chance later on. But that report kind of made a little bit more sense when it said Caitlyn was not supposed to win.
6: All I ask is seven, though, right? Please, get her in there now.
7: Hopefully soon. I'm hoping for a... uh... Hopefully she'll come back soon, and at the same time, Karma will kind of come back, too.
6: Big, the big return would be do it in the Royal Rumble match no nah, no. Nah. we know she can <clears throat> take it with the men
7: well yeah we know that but WWE's not going to do that so... well, there's
6: enough there's enough marks out there I don't in know. hell they chanted on Thursday night for Tara even though she was the heel when she turned on Tess Maca.
7: Okay, I'll have to actually watch TNA Impact to see. I haven't seen TNA Impact in a while. A while. Uh, next match is a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental Championship. We have Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rose versus Sin Cara versus The Miz, who is the current champion. Go for it.
6: It doesn't make any sense to take it off Miz, to be <clears throat> quite honest. So, Miz what? is his pick, of course. Well, no. What it should, what it should be down the line, is a Miss Cody feud, because then you really blurred the lines between heel and face with both guys.
8: Yeah,
7: I can see that. I, uh I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't see a feud like that. I, I see at some point the Rey Mysterio Sin feud, which will come at a later point. I see. Miz feuding. I see a Miz with somebody. I don't know who it is off the top of my head, though. I don't see it with Cody Rhodes. I see Cody Rhodes and Sin Cara going back and forth for a while. And I possibly see a hair versus mask match with Cody Rhodes versus, versus Sin Cara. I mean, that would be really cool because that would actually put uh, Cody Rhodes' hair, which I don't think we've ever seen a shaved head on Cody Rhodes. But we have him facing off against Sin Cara for the mask, and they end up shaving Cody Rhodes head he ends up putting a mask on himself and then that's how it goes how he goes for a little while so, I mean it all depends on
6: do we want to see the straight edge society gimmick again
7: <clears throat> well we don't know what's going on with the way, de- the
6: way you were describing it was similar to what happened with CM Punk
7: eh. well yeah that that part yes I do see that style, the CM Punk style of uh, him putting a mask on. I mean, all history is recreated at some point. It just depends on how, who it's created with, and how it's created. I mean, so I mean, it really depends on how that happens and what actually how it goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I see them keeping it on Miss, of course, um, but at some point. Miz will lose the title to somebody and who he'll lose it to, we don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see it.
6: Okay. Sounds like Sean had a bit of a technical issue, so I'm going to have to take over with the last couple. Can you not so hear me? we, me? Yeah. Okay. That was weird. Sorry.
7: Sorry about that. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I guess my internet connection decided to go a little flubby. Uh, yeah. Go a little wham, wham, But Can you hear me still?
6: Yeah, we can hear you again now. Don't worry. I think we were going into the two main events.
7: Uh, well, actually, I, I I asked you before I went wubby um, who coming up from development can use the title, the Intercontinental Championship?
6: Hmm. Sandow,
7: you know what? There you go. I actually can see them taking the title off Miz, giving it to a face, giving it to Brodus Clay, and then Sandow comes up and takes it from him.
6: Oh, I was gonna say you're welcome, but and
8: just uh...
7: that's that's a horrible thinking. So we'll have to we'll have to see at some point what'll happen. And now we do come to the two main events. Uh, And I'll start with the, unfortunately, the lesser of the two. Sheamus versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship, and Sheamus is the champion. Go for it.
6: Where the bro kick is banned. Of course, the interesting thing is he's got about 79 other different moves that he's learned in the past three weeks, so Sheamus (laughs) retains. Well, depending... (laughs) I'd say Seamus retains, but I think they'll try and find just some way to make him do the brogue kick or possibly attempt the brogue kick, and then Booker T will just go, right, I'm stripping you of the belt because I have dreads.
7: Probably what will happen is he goes for the brogue kick. The referee's like, no, 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 you can't do that. And the ref, he'll, he'll actually kick the ref, and it'll cause a disqualification. He keeps the title, but he loses the match. And
6: you can, can sing Harvard and Gila. Oh, that was genius that was, last week. That was
7: horrible. That was just weird. That was horrible, and I can't believe they did that. Uh, so, going on, I, I see Seamus keeping the title but losing the match. Um, going on.
6: If you remember, though, Booker T said if you use that at any time against any opponent, you'll be stripped of the belt.
7: Any opponent? Never said any referee.
6: Any person? I don't know if he said any person.
7: Well, I have to, I'll have to take a look, because I, I think it's going to come down to disqualification. I think that's what it's gonna, what's going to happen.
6: They could just do it like the Undertaker-Edge feud and have the title stripped. And then Sheamus can win it back if he probably gets through.
7: Possibly. Uh, so we'll go to the main event. The main event is CM Punk, who is the current WWE Champion, facing off against John Cena. And let me preface this, John Cena is in his hometown, in Boston. So, go for it.
6: This one I really don't know. I want to say Punk, because of the whole Heyman situation. But I also want to say Cena, because of all the scathing promos that he's done, about the last time you were relevant you walked out of the stadium in your hometown. I'm just wondering if Cena pulls exactly the same move to CM Punk that he did at Money in the Bank last year. I don't know where they're going. so But I'd like to say Cena wins because I'd like to see how Punk and Cena go one-on-one in a hell in a cell.
7: I mean, either way, that's going to happen. You end the feud.
6: Or no, you wouldn't end the feud, because then you'd have at Survivor Series, Team Heyman, which would be Lesnar, Big Show, Punk, and two others, against Team Cena.
7: I don't... uh, Right quick, uh, to Anthony in the chat, I don't see any problems. Uh, As far as I know, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell Brass Eye to take a quick look just to see, make sure. But as far as I can see, there's no problems with the chat. Um, back to the topic on hand, I I'm with you. I don't know how they're going to go with this. Uh, either way, next the next pay per view will the match will be in a Hell in a Cell, no matter what. I mean, they're always in the Hell in a Cell. The title matches are. So it's an interesting point as to what can happen. I'm uh I'm gonna go with CM Punk wins, and he wins it with a little chicanery. Or sh- sh- shenanigans. Uh, and Paul Heyman helps them out. I-, I don't know. I know that they wanted to get the title off of Punk at one point. Now they're talking about keeping it on him. <coughs> I don't
6: know. Of course, could Lesnar appear?
7: <laughs> That's another question. Could Lesnar appear? Could Lesnar come out and destroy um, Sam Punk? Or destroyed on Cena? Excuse me. I mean, we don't and know and we haven't seen a
6: lot of big show either
7: big show is pretty much done i think uh, i had a conversation with somebody the other day and he heard from a very reliable source that vince is kind of looking at putting show on the shelf possibly having him retire cuz he's not the way he used to be it's he does a lot of his mma stuff but not everybody wants to work with him anymore so I from what he was saying uh that Vince is looking at just just putting him on the shelf having him retire put him in the hall of fame and having yeah, him it's help tensider He, yeah <clears throat> Big Show has been around long enough though Big Show's made a name for himself so I don't I don't know uh we'll have to see I mean like I said it was a reliable source I'm not going to say who it was because that would be not cool on my part. So I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, that anything you possibly see coming out of it because that's eight mat at uh, seven matches. So I mean anything we could possibly see. I mean we've got all the titles.
6: I'm tempted to say Ryback, but I'm just wondering would they d- even dare? put him in the Battle royal.
7: Oh, my Lord. Ryback wins the Battle Royale.
6: (laughs) The question is, would it count, though, as the streak?
7: I don't know why I'm saying a streak, because that makes even more comparisons to Goldberg. (laughs) Goldberg's going to call into the show and be like, what the hell? He's going to fire you, and I'm going to allow it.
6: If Goldberg calls in, I would... I I would mark out that'd be that'd be awesome.
7: Okay, let me see if I can get in contact with him here in a few minutes. Um, right. You <laughs> and your Twitter. I'm I'm not Crowley. I am not Crowley. I <laughs> did not go there. Um. So I. Uh, I don't know. I. I don't know. I I I guess punk. I I'll go with punk. I'm going to lose horribly on this four-down pick. I know that much. This is going to be the worst four-down picks I've ever made in my life. Because I have no, absolutely no clue. And that's good. That is very good on WWE's part. Because they have completely convinced me that there's so many different paths they could do for four, four or five of these matches. And I congratulate WWE on that. So... Anything you, you want to add about this paper? i right one other
6: thing as well. Okay. The title could get stripped off Sheamus. Ziggler cashes it in and because there's a vacant title he becomes an automatic champion.
7: I don't... Uh, I don't think that can happen.
6: I don't think it can. But I just... That would so fit the heel gimmick that he clearly wants to keep going on. Yeah. The only way that he feels safe enough to get the title and keep it, he doesn't think he can take Sheamus on. The only way he can do it is by winning it by default.
7: You know what would be huge? Is if after the John Cena-CM Punk match, John Cena does win, CM Punk completely destroys or Brock Lesnar comes out and completely destroys John Cena. Ziggler comes out and takes the bell from him. How, that
6: makes a good point, though. The case is for a total match.
7: How big would that be?
6: Well, he couldn't, because it's a SmackDown case.
7: I See, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think it's just for a SmackDown title. I think it could be used for any title. That's me. That's <laughs> me.
6: I don't know whether they've actually. I think they've pretty much said that it's the world heavyweight, world heavyweight money in the bank case.
7: But but hasn't he ran down during a Raw match and tried to use it
6: with SmackDown talent? Yes.
7: Okay. Okay. See, I I don't agree with that on WWE's part. I think they should make it. I think they should make it title all the way. Just go for any title you want. But that's me. So you have two people, two tile shots, and at some point they'll use it against each other. That's what I see. So, oh well. Um, so that's Knight no of Champions. Anything you want to add before we do jump away from this topic?
6: Um, don't think so. Get get four down picks in.
7: Get your four down picks in. Make get make sure you get it right so we can be number one. Because I'm tired of looking at Woo Woo, whatever their name, freaking name is. Oh come on!
6: If if we beat them, that would honestly be a miracle, considering they have about four times as many users as us.
7: They do, and I would love to see us get number one. I mean, we were, I think, a couple hundred points away. So unfortunately, unfortunately, no. Um, there is one thing I do want to talk about before we jump into a first break, and of course, I want to talk about Jerry Waller. Uh, if you have not heard or have been living under a rock uh, this past week on Raw, Jerry Lawler had, I believe it was a heart attack during the Kane-Daniel Bryan against the primetime players for the number one contendership. Um, he was whisked out very fast by EMTs, uh, deck, uh, staff on hand, pretty much, to, to get him out. And... I, this, uh, he was pretty much taken out pretty fast. And I definitely want to say that I have, that Michael Cole has earned a lot of respect in my eyes by showing that he truly cared. I mean, no one would have done that. No one would have stopped like that. No one would have. It, I mean, he he kept going, but you can hear it in his voice that he was he was stopping. He was he was he he was something was wrong, and you couldn't see it. But the big thing was, I felt I felt bad for King, of course. I mean, King and Cole, I uh, really felt really bad. I went back and rewatched the match. I wrote, went back and rewatched to see what. Anthony, I am going to kick you in the face. I really am.
8: Please meanwhile, don't ever do that again. Meanwhile,
6: oh, back at Raw.
7: Back at Raw, um, I rewatched the match, and I felt really bad for Kane. The guy's in the ring, pretty much. Charlie, uh, wow. Charles Robinson was doing the match, and as he was trying to get uh, trying to deal with the match, he kept looking up. And seeing what was going on, and you can see the concern on his face like what what was going on where where's King going the, the concern on Kane's face what was going on I mean they're they're looking over trying to figure out stuff and I just I felt horrible for them because they don't know what's going on they see the king getting carted out, and that's it they don't know what's going on so I mean I, it sucks a lot for them they got to the back probably, and they had to find out that way. Um but the king is doing a lot better. He uh it was a he did a tout. I didn't get to see it myself. Have you seen the tout? Ashley.
6: The tout that he put out, yeah.
7: Yes. What's uh <laughs> your delay is great. Yes, the tout that he put out, did you have to get did you happen to watch it? Yes. Okay, and what was the tout? I mean
6: He basically thanked everybody for keeping him in his thoughts and prayers and saying that he's still in the hospital and get getting better and hopefully he'll be out soon thanks to the fans.
7: Okay. Um I, that was a really cool picture that was released that was uh that had him with his hands up. All these Wires attached to him, basically monitoring his heart. He had had the oxygen tube in his nose still. I mean, it was all this really, really crazy stuff. So, I uh, I'm definitely glad that the king is better. I hope he gets very he gets a lot better faster, so that we can have him back on commentary. But I want him to wait at least two months before coming back to commentary. Take a break. Enjoy your life with your girlfriend go hang out with the grandkids, kids, go hang out with Grandmaster Sexy, just take some time off.
6: Bring him back for Survivor Series.
7: Bring him back, there you go. Bring him back for Survivor, Survivor Series, bring in JR, let him do it old school style. So, um, definitely glad to see the King is, is back. So, with that, Anything you want to add before we close out this segment? Uh,
6: not really. I think that's everything wrestling that we need to cover. We'll go to some adverts,
8: I believe.
7: Yep. So let's take our first commercial break. We'll be back with, of course, all the gaming, all the all, all the gaming segment. With well, segment two, we'll just go with that. <laughs> so we'll be back with you here in a few minutes.
1: His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... JJ6. ...the most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right. You heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. J.J. says He is the most interesting man in the world
2: i don't always drink beer but when i do i listen to wrestling news live stay thirsty my friends stay thirsty
1: standing ovation here let's go to our ring announcer. the following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time host ring announcer sean buckerman Brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's Go time! <laughs>
2: Hey, guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexay of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks toheadlines.com. That's Headlocks, the number two, Headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.Headlocks.com. Headlines.com.
3: And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network.
7: Welcome back, guys. Uh, if you don't know what that's from, that music was chosen by Ashley. I gave him a little bit of free reign for this, for that one. Uh, that was Bayonetta, I believe. Am I correct?
6: Yeah, the main theme to Bayonetta.
7: There you go, Bayonetta. I've never played it.
6: L Train got it, and the prize you win for that is a year supply of nothing.
7: A year supply of listening to us on the on the radio network. Yep. Um. So, this is Segment 2. If you don't know what Segment 2 is, then you've been living under a freaking rock and we're tired of you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> segment 2 is video games. Video games and a lot of stuff like that. And we're definitely going to talk a lot of video game news. Especially, what was that new system that got announced? Uh, oh, the oh, yeah, 5. It was the Sega Genesis 4. That's right. Sega um. Genesis 4. We're going to talk about that. Um, it was really cool. Uh, not really. It was the worst crap piece of piece of crap ever made. Um, no, we're gonna talk about the Wii U. Uh, we, we got some news on that. Uh, we are, I'm also going to talk about the FIFA 13 demo that was released this week. We'll talk about that in a few. Um, but I'm gonna throw it over to Ashley, who's got a, some news stuff he wants to talk about. Then we're gonna jump throw it over to me because I got some new stuff I want to talk about. And we're gonna leave it off with a huge story about some people getting arrested in Greece. So hold that story till the end, Ashley.
1: Yes. Okay.
6: Okay. We'll start off with the big news from today is that Black Mesa, the fan-made Half-Life recreation has gone live. already got it. I've seen, they had a playthrough today on one of the streaming sites that I saw and it looks incredible. For those of you who haven't seen it, think something like Half-Life 2 just with the plot of Half-Life 1.
7: Basically, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut no, go off ahead. Here. It's, it's, um,
6: you you've got it, I haven't.
7: Black Mesa is basically Half-Life 1 the whole the entire uh, up to the escape of, of Black Mesa created with the Source engine for Half-Life 2. Um it's actually really cool. Um really glad the guys did it. The project was supposed to get, was in the process of getting green lighted by Steam's new green lights thing they're doing, which is weird. But uh, it, even before it got green lighted, they went ahead and released it. Uh, it is currently available to anybody. And it's pretty cool, like I said. She, uh, it's. Uh, buzzer, please. Brilliant.
1: I'll tell this one, it'll be a good edit.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh, that one was supposed to be for me,
8: I bet.
7: That's uh that was interesting. I uh wow, I'm just completely cut off guard by that. I I picked it up earlier t- uh when it came out today. I'm very happy that I did. Black Half Life is one of my favorite PC games to come out ever. And Black Mesa was one of those that made me very very happy to hear about. So, I'm happy it came out, but like I said, it's Half-Life 1 on the Half-Life 2 engine looking extremely good. So, that's what Black Mesa is.
6: I wonder if they're going to try and remake Half-Life 2 on the Half-Life 2 engine.
7: Smack yourself.
6: Well, I do well, well, no, there's there's all the other stuff. You've got Half-Life Decay, which was the two-player co-op thing. Which, co-op works, look at Portal 2. And you've got Blue Shift, I think, and... Can't think of all the rest of it.
7: You, They're not going to remake those because of the fact that Half-Life 1 is one of the most well-known Steam games. I mean, Half-Life was one of their biggest games. And... It became a cult classic. That Valve became so well known throughout the PC gaming universe that when Half Life Two came out, people went out and bought it no matter what. So, it
6: wasn't Half Life itself a mod originally?
7: I think it was. In all honesty, I, I, all I remember is picking up in Kmart for five bucks. And wow. That was, it, it was a while after it was out. It was M rated, and I bought it when under 18, which was the most interesting part. So, this was way before we had the whole ESRB letting people get fines and all that. And, I mean, it was just I picked it up, I picked up it in Blue Shift and Counter Strike. And there was a third game in there. And there was a, another game in the Blue Shift that was in a circus. It was um, Gordon Freeman going through a circus, which was really weird. So uh, I'm not sure which one what it was called. I'll have to go back and look it up. But they, they won't remake those, unfortunately. I uh, if we get a remake, it'll be made by someone else at some other time in the future. I think it would get probably get remade with the Half Life Three engine. Whenever we get it. If. Valve. No, we'll get it. We will get it. Valve ain't stupid. <clears throat> Valve is not going to stop this storyline. Valve, if you're listening to this, Gabe, if you're listening, I want Half-Life 3. <laughs> I want Half-Life 3. Okay? Well, let me camp out. Okay, sorry. <sighs>
6: Yeah, might as well mention the other couple of Valve stories that came out this week. Valve is apparently working on some special headsets because they did also, I think there was a story from last week which relates to this, that they're working on hardware. I don't know if it was we covered it a couple of weeks ago on the last show or whether it came in the news last week. But headset seems to be the fashion, but I'll get to that in a bit. The other one... Apparently, according to Gabe Newell, EA tried to buy Valve for a billion dollars. And Valve said no.
7: Smart Valve.
6: Well, yeah. Because they said it had cheapen their value. Cheapen the quality of the stuff that they've already got. Hence why EA created Origin.
7: Yeah, they're worth more than a billion dollars. I mean, they're worth at least... Ten, twelve, twenty billion, and Valve wanted to just get it cheap. And Valve was Long stupid. Is that? Portal is well, worth was worth. Yeah, Portal was worth a ton of money. So,
6: I might as well tie into the VR headsets thing. There, Sony is apparently going to be showcasing fifty games. At the Tokyo Game Show, which is happening next week, I believe they're having their press conference like they normally do before the event starts. So that'd be Wednesday. So we might be hearing news from there. A couple of news rumors that are circulating. One is this new VR headset that apparently is not going to. It's going to be for entertainment, but it seems like they're going to try and do it with the gaming. So perhaps they're trying to get out before. Oculus Rift. I don't know. Probably wouldn't be out before the end of next year, though. So uh, unlikely because the Oculus Rift is supposed to be coming out. Some, Actually, some, yeah.
7: I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm looking at the chat right quick. I'm seeing a lot of the guys talking about old school games like Zelda and all that. I got a question for you. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off in the middle of your news. No the, have you seen the uh, apparently the timelines? Of Zelda. Oh. <laughs> I want to bring this up right quick. And I'm completely sorry to anybody who did not know this. Because I found out myself very recently. That there are three timelines in the Zelda. Lineage I guess we'll go with. Yep. And one of them is the true. True storyline. True whatever. And what that one is. Can you take a walk Yes no link is dead yeah i just said it link is dead link was killed by ganon when he was pulling out the master sword yeah is, Sorry. This, all
6: the stuff, is this all the stuff that's coming from the western release of the zelda bible
7: I'm not entirely sure. I just know that it was a uh, story that came up at work the other day when people were talking. We were talking about Zelda, and all of a sudden, someone looked at me and said, "By the way, did you know Link's dead?" <laughs> what? <laughs> and they just kept looking at me, and I'm, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, Link's dead. What? And I was just like, "Are you are you serious?" And he was just—they just kept looking at me, and they just started laughing, and I was like. Like, are you serious? I like yeah. We we're, we're serious. That's what happened. So it's very interesting when I when I when I heard that I was like I have no no clue. So I uh just one of those things. I didn't know there was a uh, a Zelda Bible coming out.
6: Yeah, it's it's already been out in Japan, but it's getting a western release at some point. I don't know if it's this year or next year. Okay, that's supposed to have the definitive timeline. It's plural, probably revealing that yeah, he's dead, both on the outside and
7: the inside. <laughs> when he turns into a wolf, he's re- he's just completely dead. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, the the other thing that Sony was going to be announcing was possibly another version of a PS3. Which is the rumored super, super, super slim. The size zero, if you want to talk in fashion terms. Or the. I think me and Sean have described it in pre show chats before as the PS2 with the PS3 lid stuck on top. (laughs) Yeah. But you were talking about dead people. What a segue to Resident Evil 6. Because there's going to be quite a few dead people because it got released early in Poland.
7: Wait, you're not, you're not talking about the one that was stolen, right? Yes. Okay.
6: It's the ones that were stolen. They were stolen, given to the Polish retailer, and the retailer just sold it. Which is a bit stupid. But of course, if you now look on eBay, people are selling these for about a 1,000 euros, which I think is about 1,200 US dollars. And that's like the lowest asking price, and it's it's a case of considering the demo supposed to be coming out next week, are you willing to spend 1,200 dollars plus whatever shipping it is from Poland just to get the game two weeks early? be quite honest, no. But
7: I don't want to spend that money.
6: No. Good news, though, this week. Ubisoft has ditched their always-on DRM for PC games. Because this was an ultimate bitch. In order for you to play any Ubisoft game, you had to be connected online all the time. If you lost your net connection, then the game will close out. What they've done is they've now switched it back to, I think, how it originally was, which is one-time registration and then you can play the game on or offline. No matter what. Of course, if you want to play online gaming, you have to be connected online. Why they mentioned that, Ubisoft, I don't know, but they had to in their press statement. But that's success because Ubisoft were being pretty stupid with that. I think that... I think that was one thing that kind of got on your got on your gripe list a few months back, didn't it?
7: Was well, that again? I'm sorry. I was reading. The, I was reading the, the, Zelda. D-
6: the DRM stuff with regard to Ubisoft and PC games.
7: Yeah, the uh, DRM period gets on my gets on my nerves yeah, a lot because of the fact they continue to, no matter what, they t- it takes up space, and not only does take up space but at the same time it completely makes playing a game harder because of the fact that as you're playing you can't as you just said if you lose the internet you lose the game which sucks because here in north carolina if there's a storm coming through and you still got power you might lose the internet at some point but if you still got power you want to play so it's just one of those things where it ticks ticks me off the rm sucks
6: Yeah, another story came out in the last few hours or so at least from where I'm getting my news from Microsoft has registered officially today the domains for Halo 7, 8 and 9 George Lucas cries because the Halo trilogy has now become a trilogy of trilogies which is what George Lucas desperately wants but will never happen And finally from me, because I think I'll leave the, me and Sean might cover the Wii U stuff together. A nice story. Uh, A woman got paralyzed from a stroke. Or got, I think there was a coma or something, but she she was a stroke victim anyway, and had trouble communicating and everything. So her son, Hack to connect, obviously legally because they do that software now that you can use connect to do the stuff, Hack to connect and managed to edit it and apply it to, I guess, something like Hotmail or Outlook Express. And for the first time in 12 years, his mum was able to communicate as she sent an email using connect which I think is absolutely amazing. And it's proof that not all gaming is trolls.
7: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a pretty cool thing because it's definitely one of those things where he went out and did this and he made it so that his mom could contact other people. I mean, people wanted to hear from her probably, most likely. And calling, having... Having to call the house, call their house, have him hold the phone, put him on speaker—it it probably sucked. So her getting to do the fa- getting to do an email was probably pretty awesome. So I, uh, I definitely agree that that's a very cool thing, and he probably deserves son of the year for that one. I definitely, definitely say that. Um. You know what? Since you did say that we'll cover the Wii U stuff, I have actually all of the launch titles for the Wii U. Every single one of them. So yeah. I'll put that to the side, and let me Ooh. see what else we got up here. Or do you want? You know, what, let's cover them now. Because yeah, I well, just found we've got a
6: lot to go through.
7: <laughs> we do, and I also have with me the W 13 achievement list for the Xbox 360. Ooh. We will cover that after this. So let's definitely work on, uh, Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, let's go ahead. Uh, of course we're going to start off with what is the date of release and how much it going to cost Ashley
6: for um, America's getting it first. It's coming out November 18th. So week before black Friday, it's going to be for the, the basic, for the as, because <laughs> the European presenter of the thing is Japanese, he was calling it the basic apaka. So basically, your, your basic one, which is the white one, is going to have eight gigabytes of storage on it.
7: That's be white.
6: That's yeah, that's what. That's on. how they're doing it. The white one is eight gigabytes and comes with the console and the pad. AC adapters, and, interestingly, an HDMI cable. Because you never get an HDMI cable with a 360 or a PS3 in the box.
7: Well, uh, technically, you know, you can, and you do, in some.
6: Oh, okay. It's just I've never seen that listed on the back. You have to buy it separately.
7: My also thing was that Someone made a comment to me, and I told them that they were sh- they were idiots was that this thing was a blu-ray player also. Is that true?
8: Hey the
7: there the
6: you go. That's
7: a- up. um apparently, somebody told me that the Wii U is also a blu-ray player
6: I have not heard anything about that
7: That's what I wanted to hear because I'm looking at the tech specs. It is not a blu-ray player. But apparently, the Wii U optical discs do have a 25 gigabyte data capacity, which is kind of small, actually.
6: And two gigabyte memory for the console as well. No matter which one you get, which may sound rubbish, but that's twenty times what the Wii had.
7: Wait, no, that's that's not true.
6: Appa- according to according to them, that no, I'm saying like the memory in the processor.
7: Oh, the two gigs of RAM. Yeah, the RAM. Oh, that's that. Two gigs is good. I mean, two gigs is uh, good enough for gaming, uh, especially for a console, because they're using high tech. High tech. Oh my word. Yeah. Um, the other
6: the other bundle is the black one, which is thirty two gigabytes of storage. Hmm. Which you get everything that I mentioned for the basic one, but you also get a stand. For both your console and your pad. You get a charging cradle thing for your gamepad. You get a sensor bar. And you also get Nintendo Land. However, some retailers are also doing other bundles. Which include all that. Plus, well they take out Nintendo Land I think. But replace that with a Pro Controller. Which is Nintendo's 360 controller. Be honest, it looks like it. And Zombie U.
7: Uh, I'm not all that hype about Zombie U.
8: I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's just one of things.
6: interesting to me. Uh, but certainly, it's, I'm going to hopefully be able to play it at uh, Eurogamer in a few weeks.
7: Well, I will say that they had it at the GameStop... Uh, Store Manager Conference Expo. And the the store manager got to play it. He he loved it. I mean, he he didn't love it. He thought it was a very cool development. Um, Taking a look at the specs for it right quick. uh, The RAM, it does have 2 gigs. It's using an IBM power-based multi-core processor. AMD Radeon-based high-definition GPU. Uh, The Wii U does use internal flash memory, 8 gigs for the basic, 32 gigs for the deluxe set. It will support SDHC memory cards and external USB storage. Uh, The Wii, you optical disk, networking, it's wireless. Uh, Compatibility with the Wii, of course. And that's all it really has. Interesting.
6: Nice move as well is for those people that haven't got a Wii, they are going to be doing an accessory pack, which you'll get the Wii Remote Plus with a nunchuck and the sensor bar.
7: So yeah, you get helped out either way. So, um, what else you got before I do mention the launch games?
6: Well, the other thing that was talked about is the the fact that you'll be able to use eventually two game pads. Eventually, yes. Apparently, that isn't going to be for any game that's in their launch window, which basically means from. November eighteenth, when it comes out in America, also mentioned that it comes out in Europe November the thirtieth, and then Japan, the country that Nintendo is from, gets it last on December the eighth. That doesn't make sense, but anyway.
7: Well, I'll I'll mention this real quick. Nintendo is afraid that Japan's not going to enjoy like it as much as they enjoy their their portable consoles. So they're they're afraid that it might there might be a problem. So they want to launch it in the two locations where people will buy it, no matter what. Two places where it has sold very well. And then they'll give a toss to uh, Japan who might hate it for some reason. So, it's one of those things, man.
6: Yeah. But the hardware, that's probably the only other thing that I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but the whole TV thing that L-Train yeah. is talking about in the chat. Yeah, Basically, it, it looks like your Wii U gamepad will become a controller. A TV so, remote. Well, TV remote. It's more than that because it's going to have way more features than a TV remote. In essence, yeah. it's like an iPad. <laughs> Not a great comparison. Considering you can probably do that already with your iPad if you do have an Apple TV, which is probably about five people. But basically, if you want to if you want to see a TV program, you can go through your date. You can go through your game and either watch it on your DVR if you've already recorded it, or watch it off Netflix, Amazon Instant Video. Can't remember if it was Hulu as well.
7: Yeah it, it looks pretty cool Yeah, I'll definitely get that out
6: And there was also the sports The sports feature looks very good as well The fact that you can watch One game on the TV and you'll get all the Stats on your, On your pad Although it does seem similar to anything That you'd get in an NFL package if you've Got an iPad
7: Cool So anything else?
6: No, let's talk games.
7: Okay. Launch games. This is interesting because there's a nice long list of them. So, let's give this a try. I'm just going to list these off as these are in front of me, but this is the list of games Nintendo currently has listed on their site as launching the same day as we U in North America. Rayman Legends, Black Ops 2, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed 3, Zombie U, Mass Effect 3 Special Edition, which contains... All DLC that's been released so far, including Leviathan and the Extended Cut. Batman Arkham City Armored Edition. Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Scribblenauts Unlimited. Epic Mickey 2. The Power of 2. Rabbids Land. Just Dance 4. Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Madden NFL 13. NBA 2K13. Transformers Prime. Your Shape Fitness Evolved 2013. Game Party Champions. ESPN Sports Connection, Darksiders 2, Nintendo Land, and of course, you cannot forget out, or leave out, New Super Mario Bros. U. That's a long list.
6: Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Ninja Gaiden was in there.
7: Uh, no. Not okay. on this list.
6: That's interesting, because apparently Japan's getting it at launch.
7: Nice Japan.
6: No, but there is stuff that's relatively similar because quite a lot of the games that you said when I saw it in the on the European one with the stream with list of games quite a few of them weren't supposed to be out on launch day
8: hmm.
6: which is weird because you're getting them first so I don't know what's going on there Wow, <laughs>
7: uh, don't know that's uh, it's interesting
6: I think another one as well that they also said is possibly a launch title is Lego City Undercover.
7: Which is Grand Theft Auto mixed with Legos. I like that.
6: It's way more humorous. If you saw the clips no matter where you saw it apart from the Japanese one because they never showed it because I guess Japan wouldn't be interested in a GTA clone or GTA at all. There was something where they were supposed to be in the police office and they were going, Hey, Harry, how many, how many coffees have you had today? I know what you're thinking. Did I have six shots or only five? Yeah, you've had too much to drink, mate.
7: That's kind of good. I'll have to check that out.
6: And there um, was another uh, one as well with an Arnie-like character saying, Oh my God, he needs to go to the hospital. Get into the chopper. Oh, but quick... He's supposed to be working on the job. You, you give this man your clothes, your weapons and your tools. Oh my. Yes. There's quite a lot of in-jokes to pretty much action movies. It's like what The Expendables 2 should have been.
7: (laughs) No, it's the Expendables version of a game. Pretty much. Except this game won't suck. Yeah, I said it. Uh... (laughs) But yeah, it's looking really good. I mean, I'm I'm interested, but I don't know. I I I want to wait until it's been out for a while. Uh when it's been out for a while, I'll definitely sit down and get my hands on it and play it a little bit.
6: They did also name off for the European one anyway, name off all 12 of the Nintendo Land things. Which obviously in the land fe- looks weird. Yeah, well, it features stuff like Zelda and Pikmin and Metroid and Mario and Animal Crossing. Uh, Luigi. Which is
7: the only way you're going to get the ability to play um, the ability to play as the Link Zelda before he does. He gets <laughs> <laughs> before he gets uh, at an actual Wii U game.
6: <laughs> there's also Yoshi there's one called Octopus Dance I don't ever remember being a Nintendo game featuring an octopus just uh, Donkey Kong Takamaru's Ninja Castle again no clue Captain Falcon's obviously Star Fox and then one that I'm pleased to see Balloon Trip that's getting resurrected as one of the games apparently
7: hmm. interesting um, I, I do want to make, I don't, I didn't make a mention of this before, but we're, since we're in the gaming segment, I do want to, um, uh, mention that apparently that the Xbox 720 and the PS4 graphics are going to be close to the Avatar style. If that's true, uh, that's pretty awesome.
6: You mean they're going to look like Smurf?
7: <sighs> no. Now go by Smurfs. But um Is that all we got for the Wii U?
6: Well some of the other games that they did announce that are coming probably early next year. Game and Warrior. Which the logo looks a spin-off of Game and Watch, but it's the same as most of the WarioWare games. It looks to be mini game style stuff. Wii Fit You, Pikmin Free the one that was codenamed P100 at E3 is now called the Wonderful 101 because they remembered somebody. You! Stupid joke. Silly people. But that looks promising, the fact that you can have Toilet Bowl Man, Rest Save the Day. That's the one with the 100 weird superheroes. And then the other one, which might as well mention here, considering that was the intro music we heard, Bayonetta 2 which is the Wii U exclusive, which is interesting. Kind of just as weird a move as Rayman Legends becoming a Wii U exclusive, considering how well it didn't really sell on the Wii compared to the other consoles.
7: By the way, while I'm thinking about it, be glad I'm here with you all tonight because I had the chance to go see Resident Evil and I really wanted to. But yet I'm, I'm here. So, so
6: nobody spoil it for him in chat.
7: If you, well, if they spoil for me in chat, then I will probably stab somebody in the face. Uh, but I'm gonna hear about That's it tomorrow nice. a little bit. Yeah. So, what other titles have we got? Uh,
6: they, they in the Japanese one, they kind of side mentioned Super Smash, but they didn't. I'm trying to think. Was there anything well the the big one that they pushed on on the American one obviously was Black Ops 2. Which from the way it looked did look impressive. I wasn't expecting a lot considering how crap the last Call of Duty Wii game was. But with the new mem you know, with the new RAM and everything, it looks probably not as perfect as a PS3 or 360 one but it's certainly
7: very good I'm uh, I'm holding my thoughts out for that one I, I'm i not sure I'm not I'm, I'm getting it for the 360 either way so we'll just stick with that one
6: yeah you're not going to get a care package with the Wii U eh?
7: Actually, I cancelled mine. I cancelled my care package edition. I didn't feel like spending $100 just for the, the drone itself.
6: So did you just downgrade to the hardened? Oh, yeah. Okay.
7: Well, that's That makes more sense.
6: Because <clears throat> to be quite honest, all you're basically spending that extra money on is a piece of plastic which will break after five minutes and a lunchbox.
7: Well, basically, the... Uh, the drone will be good for kids. I mean, the kids will love it. But as an adult, as my space is limited right now, I don't I don't need a drone. I have, Unless
6: you can actually attach a gun to it.
7: Well, FPS Russia did that, so I should do it too. But at the same time, I work next to next door to military installation. So it wouldn't be good for me. So I definitely don't think that... Uh, that would be a wise idea for me. I do want to make a mention that uh, apparently this is the last Resident Evil movie that Mill will be in. So it's an interesting moment that I should then not have mentioned. Just,
6: then she'll just be in what we're talking about in section three.
7: Yep. I should have left that to section three. Sorry. Well, no, um,
6: yeah. That could be an interesting tie.
7: But with that, I'm going to jump out of the Wii U stuff. We're going to jump into Xbox 360 achievements. Now, one that I know we, I know JJ kind of spoiled one on the Facebook page, but one that I, I saw that I kind of like is the streak ends. Oh, by the way, um, spoilers, if you don't want to know, um, doesn't really matter <laughs> because they're achievements.
6: This is how you know what's in the game.
7: Yeah, this is the easiest way to find out what's in the game. So, I mean, the first one that I really like is called The Shriek Ends. Beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania with a custom superstar on Legend difficulty. Single player only. I might be going for that one first. That might it's be a kind first of been
6: one. in the last couple of games as well, hasn't it? Or something like that.
7: Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm... Definitely going to go with that. Um, another one's called Gold Standard. It actually has a picture of Ric Flair, I think. No, that's just a creative superstar. Earn the WWE, WCW, and ECW championship belts with single superstar. Uh, a man who wastes no opportunity. Cashing the money in the bank and win using a custom superstar in WWE Universe. Berserker. Break a total of 50 tables, ladders, and chairs by attacking with them. Uh what else we got?
5: So
7: try to... one yeah, of like his one. what? Well hold on to that one. Yeah, okay. Hold on to that one. I I didn't actually know that was in here. Wow. So thanks for thanks for spoiling that for me. Um
6: he <laughs> spoiled the thing that he's spoiling. What?
8: Paradise. Yeah,
7: you're you're fired. Um one of history's great. Defeat a superstar with his attitude era version. I just keep evolving Would the superstar defeat his attitude error version. So basically, you got to defeat one with his attitude error version, and then you have to use the other one, use his current version to defeat his attitude version. That's just confusing. And as he just mentioned, I something I didn't know. Negotiator force an opponent to quit in an I quit match. I just finally,
6: finally it's back.
7: That's kind of awesome. I'm very happy about that.
6: I Um, guess it had to be, though, because mm -hmm. if you are going to feature the classic Attitude Era stuff, you have to have Royal Rumble 99. And Rock versus Mankind.
7: That's right. Which makes me happy. That's going to be cool. Uh, Yes, yes, yes is not another achievement. Use Daniel Bryan to defeat Sheamus. Um, Seconds. Oh, no. No. uh superstar is born create win a match using a custom, super, custom superstar uh arena designer create an arena uh create an entrance movie uh uh here's the one i like the champ is here create an original championship belt and the championship editor and then
6: so create a belt is by the looks of it in some shape or form back
7: <clears throat> yes very much in some shape. If my my voice just kicked out, I'm sorry about that. Uh, my iPod woke up for some reason. Um, create and destroy. Attack your opponent with a custom belt. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, but I mean, that's not all the achievements. There's a ton of secret achievements. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen secret achievements.
6: But they're gonna be all probably related to superstars, which have yet to be revealed, possibly, I don't know.
7: They're probably to the attitude era uh mode. Mm-hmm. So I see that, but I mean there's a there's a good amount of achievements we didn't mention. I mean there's a it's looking really good. It's a t forty achievements with a total of a thousand points. So I'm looking very forward to W thirteen. I mean there's a lot that's been added in since we last talked about it. I mean, one thing alone was the iQuid match. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about, about the uh the title. Create a title. Looks awesome. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um I do have two quick stories. The first one is Uber's Planetary Annihilation Kickstarter has raised $2.2 million. It's so a good job to them. It actually looks like a really good real-time strategy game that I will pick up when it comes out. So, I... Uh,
6: so I'm just seeing L-Train's unannounced achievement.
7: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah. Um... And one more thing, one more thing. Seriously? Next story. story. Uh, Former Funcom CEO is being investigated for insider trading. Yeah, that's kind of big.
6: What did Funcom do?
7: Uh, Former Funcom CEO being investigated for insider trading.
6: No, but Funcom, the developers, who did they develop? What did they develop? Secret World. Ah, that's why the company went into trouble. And the CEO suddenly left three weeks ago. I never covered that news (laughs) because it didn't seem significant. And now all of a sudden, it's just had a big twist.
7: Yep. So that's the news that we have. Oh,
6: in more That's legal interesting. news. Hold on. Oh, no. Legal news
7: coming up. I just got a, uh, a text message saying that there's a possibility of a Metro 2033 movie to come within the next year and a half. That's interesting.
6: A Metroid right. movie? Metro. Oh, okay. Uh.
7: Not Metroid. Metro. It um, sounded yes. sound Metroid the first time you said it, but yeah. So, but... There is something I do want to talk about. So you you have that story in front of you. I have a little bit more more about it. To go for it.
6: Yes. Two of the guys from the two of the developers
7: from the Armor game, which is
6: pretty, They're from Bohemia Interactive, but they work on Armor, which most of you will know as what is the basis for the game DayZ. But two of the developers have actually been arrested in Greece this week by the greece officials for allegedly spying basically what it is is they were possibly doing research for the game and they were out there looking at terrain and stuff to make it as accurate as possible because they really want to be as detailed as they can and by the looks of it they're trying to make accusations that they have They're spying and they're working for
2: The Turkish
6: people Because the fact is The second largest NATO base Apparently is in Turkey And Greece is very worried about that Because they think Turkey could just take them over Which, I don't know There was... There was a story that relevant to this about 10 years ago, there was about 12 tourists that got arrested In they were sightseeing. They went to the airport to take pictures of like, I don't know, American airline style planes and the Greece officials accused them of spying and arrested and jailed four of them for 10 years and the other eight got suspended sentences within 12 months, all the convictions were quashed because they basically realized there was no evidence.
7: Sir, I actually have a little bit more news stories for this. Uh, some of what you just read off was not correct. Um, the, the part about them being arrested for espionage is correct. Uh, what was apparently supposed to be going on was they were actually supposed to be on holiday. They were- there you go. They exactly
6: were told, the same as the other guys.
7: They were told to go on holiday when they felt like it. They wanted them to basically take a look at the island, get some information, but stay away from the military installations. Apparently, they decided not to listen to that and went to one of the went closely to a military installation, start taking pictures, um, writing out different things because they wanted to make it like you just said. As real as possible. So what happened? And Bohemia actually came out and said, everything you're hearing is completely correct. They, they did something they were not supposed to do. And we apologize immensely for this, but we really don't know what to do now. And they're basically saying that they'll try to get it covered, uh, fixed up quickly but I do have a feeling that those two employees are in for a very, very long and hard tongue lashing. Hope
6: neither of them are the guy that's supposed to be giving the developer session at Eurogamer. Do it.
7: <laughs> Only you will be worried about that. Only you. <laughs>
6: well, because it's a Q and A, I'm just imagine the first question is, "Can we talk about Greece?" And then will be like, "No," oh, and then everybody's hand will go down. Except yours.
7: Yours will be up. Yeah, mine will be off up and I'll eight. go.
6: Can you tell us more about the types of dog?
7: <laughs> nice. Um, anything you want to mention before we jump to uh, the next break?
6: I don't think so. I think that's. Yeah, you know, there was a whole. We might as well do a side mention that, yes, Apple did also do a thing that revealed the iPhone 5.
7: No one cares which
6: the, the the game on it actually looked decent that they did showcase, apparently. The video that I saw looked all right.
7: You know why no one uh, cares? I'm going to tell you this Im- immediately. No one cares because of the fact they changed the f- Bing uh, adapter that goes on the bottom of the thing. They changed it. Lightning. <laughs> which is completely and utterly stupid for them. They just screwed over so many people who own the accessories that added on and all of that. And they're making them go out and buy new ones.
6: What about the new headphones? Oh, wait, sorry. Earpods. SMH.
7: Apple, I mean, I I don't like Apple to begin with. I I like the iPod. Don't get me wrong, I like the iPod. It's a great device. I mean, it definitely helps me out when I want to listen to music or check something online. Apple, you're flipping idiots. I would not buy the iPhone. I would not even be seen holding an iPhone. Steve Jobs is rolling over in his grave right now.
6: <laughs> and the new i, iP- the new iPod Nano as well, looks like a box of Skittles.
7: Oh, they actually announced a new iPod Nano.
6: Yeah, and a new iPod Touch, Touch. as well.
7: Okay, I'll definitely want to see the article for but that they're one. in
6: garish, garish colors. Uh, garish, dear Lord. All I'll say, though, is this is the first Apple event that they had where we knew everything. Yeah. No surprises. It was, this could be revealed, this might not be.
7: I gotta say, there. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit caught off guard because I'm watching... Uh, they just, they're just they showing the trailer for *The Pandaria. The new WoW expansion. I've got to find the openings. It looks amazing. It looks great. But I know the next game's not going to be that great. And I'm glad I'm not going back to WoW. I
6: should have really surprised everybody. We're doing oh. a partnership with iCarly.
7: Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm all about some Miranda Cosgrove.
6: I iNinja. Anything else that was I before we really got popular with the whole I
7: stuff. Yeah. Um, I so cordial. with that, are you done? Yes. Okay, with that, we're going to take our next break. We'll be right back with you guys for uh, a very special third segment. Catch you back in a second.
1: W-E-T-N-A and Ring of Honor Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches and
5: do you like your sci-fi and fantasy
1: Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes.
7: When I watch, I, okay, I, wa- I caught SmackDown again. I I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef
1: sandwich. Join Brian Maverick, Bertrand, and Chris Kelly from Headlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independence scene running the ropes also features interviews with stars from the past it's me it's me it's the do the road dog jesse james present what's going on this is kazarian and this is the fallen angel christopher daniels and future hey guys it's rima foskey and so much more so join the guys every week on running the ropes right here on the sns
3: radio network
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway.
0: Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? (laughs) Sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out.
1: Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi,
0: Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a mouth. M- my mouth? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, yeah, bitch. Say how you think you are. Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you just some my sandwich. Shit.
1: Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life.
3: And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network.
7: Welcome back, guys. If you don't know where that's from, then please do yourself a favor and go pick up Jurassic Park, one of my favorite films of all time. And that music alone brings back so many memories. And we'll definitely get nostalgic in this segment, as this segment we will be covering, of course, the uh, all the latest entertainment news, as I just found some new ones. And we'll also be talking about cartoons we grew up with. And, of course, Ashley is going to give us some that we've never heard of. And, Bronx, I will kick you in the the face and make your other eye see nothing. Wow. And apparently Ashley is currently at an ocean right now.
6: Oh, brilliant. Crap.
7: (laughs) And apparently Ashley has gone bye-bye. Oh, wait, he's back.
6: That, that's how you solve an ocean. You sink the ship, and then you bring it back up. It's like the Mary Rose over the Titanic.
7: That was kind of funny, actually. Um, but we are back. We're definitely going to talk some cartoons. How to not solve a problem is what Sprassi, our producer, says. Well, so,
6: I'll take that for 500.
7: Of course. That's what we usually do. Um, Bronx is asking in the chat, what did he do? You're first post on the, from when we came back is what you did, okay? Okay. Because I grew up with the movie. I love the movie. You may be 200 years old just shy of just a few years shy of our producer here. But enjoy, enjoy, okay? I love Jurassic Park. It was the first movie I really saw my father. And it was the first movie we saw in a theater. So it brings back happier memories, Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then Brass Eye post in chat, I like Jurassic Park, the pop-up Karma Sutra edition was boss. (sighs) You know what, screw it all, just jump into news, please.
6: Okay, some good news to start off with, Daniel Craig has signed up to do two more James Bond films after Skyfall gets released. So we're guaranteed to have him for at least, I'd say, another three or four years, which is good because he deserves to do probably five beyond the same recognition as Brosnan and not far off Connery and Roger more. So I'm pleased to see that, certainly. What do, what do you think of Craig? Do you think he's been a good bond?
7: Oh yeah, I love Daniel Craig because he actually epitomizes really what I feel that um, that, that James Bond is. I feel that if oh wow, I just blanked too. Who's the author of James Bond books? Fleming. Fleming, Ian Fleming. So sorry about that, guys. I uh, I was looking at his books earlier today. I feel that if Ian Fleming was actually had anything to do with him now he'd probably be absolutely all about it
6: certainly the description from the original books is more like Craig is
7: yeah definitely like I said
6: the key thing is at first he absolutely hated Connery yeah because he was on because he was on set all the time because it was filmed in Jamaica and he only lived up the road
7: lucky him
6: oh yeah but that's some news there also some more world's end news the new film from Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright Paddy Considine who you have seen in Born Ultimatum and Hot Fuzz I'm trying to think of some of the other big I don't know if he's been in any big films can you think of anything off the top of your head Sean
7: that who has been in? I'm sorry.
6: Paddy Considine.
7: She was in Hot Fuzz?
6: He was in Hot Fuzz.
7: He was? Paddy. Oh.
6: Yeah.
7: Oh, okay. I was like, what? He's,
6: um, been in, he's been in quite a lot of British stuff, but that won't have reached the American shore, Also.
7: What's his name again? Because I'm not seeing him at all.
6: Paddy Considine. Or Cy- Considine, depending how you want to pronounce it, so you can... Goes to IMDB
7: Yep, that's what I did Oh, it's <laughs> him Okay, I know who it is now Um, ew. Looking at his entire IMDB thing Yeah, I had to uh, The only thing that I probably have ever seen him in Oh, wow uh, He did something with Born Ultimatum Oh, it was yeah. Simon Ross That's what it was that's the only thing I know of, of him.
6: He was but, in Born Legacy as well for about seven seconds.
7: Uh, he was apparently also in Cinderella Man and in America.
8: Oh yeah,
6: he was in that one. Yeah, Shifty. Shifty got that. Yeah, of, that's probably one of the films that he's done that would have got cause that got quite a lot of critical award nominations as well so but he signed up for that alongside pegan frost and rosamund pike who we talked about a few weeks back signing up for it paul mcguigan as well the director of lucky number 11 which i think is a really underrated movie but he's also directed i think a couple uh, in one in one of each season one in each season sorry of sherlock the Benedict Cumberbatch one, not the one with... Oh, no, that's it. That's called Elementary. Oh, don't know why they're making that, but I'll let it slide. He is apparently being set to direct a new Frankenstein movie. Yes, they're bringing that back from the dead. It's, again... Okay, it's kind of a twist on words, but anyway. We reported the rumours a few weeks back that Jim Carrey could be in Kick-Ass 2. It's now been confirmed that he is going to be playing the Colonel. Which is brilliant. Because the the Colonel is a good, kind of comedic, but serious role that I think he can pull off. Also, I think they also announced the name of the the person that's playing Mother Russia. Who is some really muscular woman. That's, I don't think they've shown a face. I can't remember the name that they've actually found out it's her, but... At first I thought, it isn't China, is it? And then, thank- thankfully it wasn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I saw was like a muscular bodnian and just had fears, but my p- fears were thankfully relieved. Now, the next one kind of relates to what we talked about in part two. Paul W.S. Anderson, director of Resident Evil movies, including the one that just came out today in America, and husband of Mila Jalolovich is apparently his next project that he wants to make is a monster hunter movie. So apparently he isn't, you know, he isn't happy enough with one video game franchise. He's got to do another, but I mean, you think he'll be able to pull that off? Sean?
7: He can probably pull off whatever he wants. I'm sure he'll just put the money down and say, I want to do this and this and this. He's, (laughs) <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but he's kind of, uh, I'm. Uh, you know, let me Let me specify this before I actually say what I'm about to say. I love the Resident Evil movies. I completely love them. But, Anderson kind of has that Uwe bowl feel somewhat, and when he wants to do that, I kind of get the feeling that we may have a problem. So, I mean cuz Hollywood basically places the money down and said, "Yep, I'm going to film this movie and this movie and this movie." Okay. Here's my money. A yeah.
6: <laughs> couple of other stories. Due to the success of the box office this year, Born Legacy will be getting another sequel. Whether it will be with Born or without Born, who knows. But also, and I seriously don't know how they're going to do it. There's going to be a sequel to Ted which I'm pleased for, because Ted was a very good movie. But I just, I can't work out where the plot would go, because I don't think you can go much further. Because they had the whole bear being kidnapped thing. Which is mild spoiler. I'm not telling you what happens at the end. But.
7: That's kind of spoiling it a little bit.
6: But yeah, but, uh, from that storyline, it's like, what else can the bear do? Can it, it get money. a girl pregnant?
7: You can go Chucky.
6: Oh yeah, and then everybody will go.
7: That's nice. I say do it. I say do it. Just do it.
8: Well, no, yeah,
6: you could. No, you you could have an, a secondary Ted kill all these people and they think that it's the celebrity Ted when it's actually some other teddy bear that somehow can talk true then you have some weird teddy on teddy fight which is like Gollum and Smeagol yeah (laughs) so we'll see what happens with that and finally talking of other reboots and resurrections Godzilla from I can't remember if it's Drew Goddard or the guy that did Monsters I think it might be the guy that did Monsters the very low budget sci-fi well it's not really sci-fi it was more like a action thing just had the aliens in it that was done on like a guy's laptop for about £100,000 and it looked better than Avatar. Nearly.
7: Gareth Edwards? He,
6: yes, I think so.
7: Yeah, he did Monsters.
6: He, yeah, he is working on the Godzilla reboot, which is coming in May 2014, to be precise, May the 16th.
7: That's right. Theatrical release, 3D. And I am looking oh, very oh. forward to it. Uh, Abe, I don't care if it's. I really don't care if it's uh, if it's 3D or not. Godzilla is one of the yeah. greatest things ever created. Uh, the original Japanese. What you gonna say? Go ahead. No, it's it's not related to that. It's related to
6: another thing to do with 3D. So I'll wait until the Godzilla talk's finished.
7: Okay, good because Godzilla is one of my favorite. I guess I I was saying in pre-show and I was saying during our commercial breaks. I actually love Godzilla. It's one of my favorites things growing up I will I, I look up around 4 o'clock in the morning just to be able to watch I mean this was when I was like 6, 7, 8 years old I would wake up to watch Godzilla the original Japanese TV show that came on like TBS or TNT and i also watch I believe it was oh god uh, there was another show that was another Japanese show that came on back in the day uh, I don't remember what it was off the top of my head. I'll have to go look it up. But it was... I loved it. And it was Ultraman. Ultraman, that's what it was. Uh, Ultraman used to come on, and then Lassie and Flipper would come on after, after that on Nickelodeon, watch those, and then go to school. I mean, that's I used to love that. And Godzilla was one of those things that even if it comes on TV today, I will turn on to it, I would watch it, and I would love it. Because Godzilla is just one of those... Movies that no matter which one comes on, it can be the original Japanese ones, like from Toho, from Sony, from wherever. I mean, Toho and TriStar are two of my favorites. Well, TriStar did the one American remake, but Toho, if EM's Toho, I absolutely love them. Uh, Especially one of my favorites, Final Wars. It was the last Japanese one that they did and it was just absolutely great because it was it was awesome. I mean, it was one of those things that I would – I actually own two, two or three copies of that one, actually. Uh, I can't wait. Actually, you know what? Tomorrow after I get off work, I'm going to watch it. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I'm going to go watch it tomorrow night. Um, mm-hmm. You were saying about 3D.
6: Yeah. Dread has been out already for one week over here in the UK. And obviously they keep pushing 3D, which is understandable. But mostly when they push 3D, it's also in 2D. 2D, it's in about eight cinemas across the entire UK. Which I don't get. Okay, it was still number one in the box office this week but that only took about £1 million, which if you take into account ticket prices with the 3D glasses, probably means it only took about 100,000 tickets.
8: Hmm.
6: Which, when you look at the week before, okay, the weather was different, but you add films like... I can't remember, was it... might have Been Brave or something like that that took about £4 million. So what I'd want to see is more places have the 2D version because then you will see the box office go up more because from what I've heard from the reviews, Dread is very, very good and way more faithful to the comic books than the original Sylvester Stallone one was.
7: Um, To Eltrane in the chat, the original Godzilla, a.k.a. Gojira, um, also called Godzilla King of Monsters is the original 1954 by Ishiro Honda. Uh, it's definitely one to go check out. Uh, I mean, it's on the criterion collection, DVD, Blu-ray go, go watch it, brother. It's definitely one of those. Watch the one where Godzilla does his jig. <sighs> Don't bring that up. It's just funny. You, you just got to bring that up, don't you?
6: And also, that uh, S- son of Godzilla as well with some.
7: That was absolutely one of the horrible... Oh my I, I did not like that one. That was horrible. I just absolutely did not like that one. I mean, it's it's okay, but they they made so much cartoonish stuff out of that, and I I hated it. But I don't know. I mean, this was. The weird thing was, Son of Godzilla was the second time that Setamasa Erikawa, under the supervision of Eiji Tsubara, actually took over for producing. I mean, which was well for the effects, excuse me. And I mean, it was they did a really good job, but at the same time, I just really did not like it. I don't that know.
6: Probably means now then that Sean also liked Crank too.
7: I did. Crank was a good movie. Crank, crank 1 and Crank 2.
6: Especially because of the Godzilla ripoff in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Also, you thought J- after like how many attacks that they've had, you thought Japan would be better prepared. <laughs> well, saying. they
7: were. Uh, in the end, uh, what was it? Final Wars, they were. Um, Tokyo SOS, they were. I mean, there was a lot that they were prepared. I mean, l- let me let me get through this. Uh, Final Wars. The the big thing about Final Wars was the monster co-stars for this one. It was huge. Godzilla, of course, was the main character. But you also had Anguirus, Ibira, Gaigon, Hedora, Monster X, Kaiser Ghidorah, Gad- Kamakuras, King Caesar, Komanga, Manda, Mil- Manila, Mothra, Rodan, and Zilla. And then you also had stock footage of Varan, Ber- Ber- uh, Baragon, Gazort, Gara, Titanosaurus, and Megagirus. So, I mean, it's just one of those that you had almost every single. The only ones missing was King Ghidorah, Mechagodzilla, and I think those were the only ones missing.
6: Where was Dessoudrua? Oh no, that might be Monster X.
7: No, Monster X was Kaiser Godura. Okay. So, I mean, it was. I remember was one it, of it, the it, Japanese ones
6: is Godzilla versus Dessoudrua.
7: Um, versus Destroyer, yeah, that's that was uh 1995 with Koji Hashimoto as the director. Um, Destroya, Godzilla Junior, and Godzilla. Okay, I, th- I think we need to get off the Godzilla talk. Yeah. I uh, I. mean, I Other lizards are available. Yeah, they are, but who cares about them? It's all about Godzilla. I'm going to buy most of these DVDs now.
6: I thought you were going to say you are going to buy loads of lizards and try and turn one of them into Godzilla.
7: <laughs> Not a bad idea, but I'm sure that uh, Just America wouldn't like that. Turn it against some random country.
6: I choose you, Carmel Ross. Okay, that sounds like a Pokemon line, but Comerases. I was about
7: to say, yeah. Um, any more news on your end?
6: There was one story which I might mention to do with X Men and Avengers, but like I want to leave it. Well, the big thing happened this week. Somebody died in the comic book. Okay. They might go into more detail with this with Elite Four, so I'll just say... Right, okay. Spoilers, spoilers. Spoilers here for the upcoming comic book.
7: Professor X is dead. <laughs> That's, uh... Yeah.
6: Killed off by Magneto.
7: I was wondering how long it was going to take him to do that. Yeah. Eh. Um, okay, with you finishing that, I do want to get through these stories right quick so we can get into the special stuff that we're going to talk about next. Okay. Um, first story is, Norman Bates has been, has been cast for the TV show that they will be doing. It is, oh, where does the name go?
6: Freddie Highmore.
7: There you go. Who was, what did he do again? He was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, is what he was. Willy Wonka.
6: yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. I was getting it confused with the original.
7: I was about to say, really? I was like, you want to do that to me now? Thanks. He uh, was also let's in see.
6: Spiderwick as well.
7: Yeah, he was. Uh, John he was Favreau. In it twice the bastard? You done?
6: Yeah.
8: Sorry. Okay.
7: Okay. John Favreau's Jersey Boys moves to Warner Brothers. They change they changed companies uh, due to the first new look at uh, between the studio and producer Graham King. Jersey Boys tells the story of Frank Valley and the Four Seasons, and their meteoric, meteoric rise from blue-collar boys from the wrong side of the tracks to one of the biggest American pop music sensations of all time. This was actually a huge Broadway play. So... Uh, If you haven't seen it on Broadway, go see it before you see the movie when it comes out. Uh, Transformers 4 temporary logo and plot details have been revealed. Uh, Transformers 4 will have a new cast of robot characters, and the story will revolve around them. Apparently, that's it. Uh, June 27th...
6: Huh? I'm not Sheila LaBeouf.
7: Yeah. Or... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, June 27th, 2014 is the uh, the release date for the movie. Um, I got told this week by a buddy of mine, he's been told he has to go to Florida for some work. You know what work he's doing? Iron Man 3. He's going with the cast down to the greater Fort Lauderdale area to start filming some extra scenes for Iron Man 3. So they're finishing up. Uh, filming in Wilmington, North Carolina About an hour, as usual, down the road so. And
6: then somewhere else Somewhere they're starting filming Catching Fire
7: Yeah Not uh, I wonder not know how long that's going to take Apparently The Independence Day sequels have been revealed And apparently <coughs> they're offering $50 million for each As the budget for each one uh, it's ID for ID Forever Part One and ID Forever Part Two. Great titles, great titles. Um, I just worry that it's part one and part two. Yeah. Uh, something I'm really cool about since we're talking a little bit of uh, comedy news, right? Quick, New Line Cinema is final, or New Line Films is finally ready for Why the Last Man. Which is absolutely a great comic about the last man who lives upon Earth, and his monkey. If you haven't read about it, it's really good. So oh wait, kind of.
6: I am Legend. I am Omega style. Then,
7: uh, sure. Uh, I hope this isn't true, but apparently, at one time, DJ Caruso and Shiloh Booth were attached to the uh, attached to it, which absolutely sucks. I don't want Shia anywhere near this. All I want to be good. Oh, DJ
6: Caruso makes his Hitchcock. Rip off.
7: And this is something to tie into our next part. Jindy Turtovkovsky talks about the Samurai Jack movie. And how he could see it be coming out here in the next uh, couple years. Which is pretty cool. The interview is pretty good. He did it with IGN. And uh, he talked about the passing of the actor Mako. Who provided the voice for Aku. So it's definitely good to check out that interview when you get a chance. Um, all this ties into what's next. Is we want to talk about cartoons from your childhood. From Well of course mine is from the last of the Eight to the 90s. So, I know Ashley's got a few. At the same time, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're also going to open up the phone lines. So, Ashley, how can they get in contact with us?
6: Uh, you can get in contact via ways. You can call in to 501-588-7951 7957 Uh, 501-588-7957.
7: Buzzer. Buzzer, please.
6: Oh.
1: Don't give me that, you snotty-faced heap of parrot droppings. What?
6: (laughs) 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 What? I sense an argument coming along. Yes, 501-588-7957, but you, if you're in the USA... You can call in toll free on 888 890 9618. And you can also call in via Skype via the Sunday Night Showdown username.
7: So, with that, Ashley, what were the British ones that you, of course, are going to bring up? There was
6: one which was genius called Banana Man. Uh, we've thought
7: about this before, haven't we?
6: I don't know if we talked about Banana Man.
7: For some reason, that really... That reminds me. I don't know why. But keep
6: going. It's relatively similar
7: to Popeye.
6: Okay. In essence, that he's a normal guy, but when he eats a banana, he turns into Banana Man. Okay. And it's from some comedy people from... Britain that made a series called... I don't know how big it was in America... Called The Goodies. I think all three of them... That were involved with that... Also involved with Banana Man. I liked that when I was growing up. Then there was another one... Called... Wolves, Witches and Giants. Which basically... It was narrated by Spike Milligan. Again another British comedy guy. But... We also had... The what it was, it was basically taking fairy tales and just giving them a twist. So they had like the emperor's new clothes and the twist basically was at the end is that the king got put in the court and then got sentenced to six months in prison for indecent exposure, which wouldn't happen in a fairy tale. Wow. That's you know, three little pigs. He goes down the chimney except they didn't have a fire. They only had a gas boiler, so you had to go down the gas flue. Okay. Stuff like that, which was twisted, but it was it was different because it was it was nice kind of humour, which even even as a youngster, I actually appreciated. But going to American stuff that got over here, the Spider-Man series from the nineties, I like, I I really liked. Also the X-Men one, which I think was the 90s one, with the kick-ass soundtrack. And I'm trying to think of some of the others. Off the top of my Rugrats I did watch at some point and Arthur when it was on, which were, were enjoyable. Probably that's all. Or- can't think of anything there was the Batman series certainly as well I think the it might have been the Batman animated series from the 90s that I did see a bit I need to catch more of but they don't have it on enough and also most of the stuff that's on today that's kiddified is live-action all completely nonsensical
7: okay so since you just took up like half our time um, <laughs> some of the stuff that I definitely, definitely want to bring up, and I, I want to make this comment to the chat room right quick, Anthony Farley, you can't bring up stuff that's out now. Avatar: The Last Airbender, no. Unless you're 12 years old, then you cannot bring that up. Okay, okay. Um, I never
6: got that name.
7: Just if you sense, are 12, but... then I completely <laughs> apologize immensely. <laughs> <laughs> it's
6: it's just... It's just the title. The Last Airbender.
7: It was The Last Airbender.
6: It just... It sounds like it's either something that's going to offend the gays, or something that's about Futurama.
7: Okay, you need to stop talking just right now. I have no clue where they, any of that came from, but we're getting to my part, okay? So you you keep to your side for the second. I mean, for me growing up, I mean, I had Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was the greatest thing ever, but also I had Fox, all of that. So, I mean, of course, I grew up with, uh, i trying to figure out what I actually had. I mean, we had Darkwing Duck, Dexter's Lab, Doug, the original Duck, on Nickelodeon. One of the greatest Dugs out there ever created. We had Hey Arnold. We had Freakazoid, which was actually completely crazy. We had Hulk Hogan, which of course had his had his uh, whole little, little show. Uh, Johnny Bravo, of course. I'm looking at the list, and this is the list I'm going off of right now. Uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Ren and Stimpy, one of the greatest... Non kid, non kid style shows ever created. Rocko's Modern Life is along that same lines. Uh, Rugrats, of course, one of the greatest staples of being a kid during the 90s. Super Mario Super Show, Tailspin, which I know they talk about in chat a lot, which is actually one of the amazing shows. The Wild Thornberries. I mean, there's shows that I used to watch a lot of. And we have a we have a caller so let's go to the lines and I think you just tried call a second ago and got knocked off because you screwed up on your end. so what's up tonight <laughs>
3: hey yo what are you trying to say I screwed up on
7: my end you screwed up on your end that's all I'm gonna say
3: uh, alright smart guy <laughs> yeah. I guess you can tell if it's altering you know for those of you who uh, weren't a parent for that
6: for Anthony <laughs> And. If he is 12, I don't know.
7: (laughs) The reason why we make that joke, I'm sorry, is because our producer put in the the Skype chat that as soon as I said that, he put he is 12, exclamation point, with a smiling face. And that completely caught me off guard to the point where I, for some thought, might have thought he was 12.
6: (laughs) Yeah. And there's Anthony's retort.
7: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Oh
3: damn. damn! I'm digging the uh, current subject matter of some of the old '90s cartoons. I was waiting to hear someone throw out Rockers, Rocco's Modern Life. That's my favorite Nick Nicktoon of all time, right there, right behind you. Know, you got stuff running up behind it like uh, Angry Beavers, all Real Monsters, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan Stimpy, obviously. Uh, just man, there's so so much great, just great cartoons going on in the
7: '90s. I want I want to say this, and I-, I said it a second ago. If you let your kids watch Ren and Stimpy when they were really young, that was bad parenting almost. Now because I watched this show the other day, and I'm kind of like, I watched this as a kid. What in the world? Because that stuff was just absolutely crazy.
3: I definitely, I, I I relate with the uh, shoot. I would have to sneak in uh, watching Rocko's Modern Live, because some of the times the. My mom had seen what I was watching. I had to. I had to be more careful, and make sure I didn't get any trouble for watching that, because she did not approve of that <laughs> show at all.
7: Oh yes, Rockers
6: Modern <laughs> Life in fact, is just. It wasn't crazy. Beavis and ButtHead.
7: Uh, back in the day, Beavis, Beavis and ButtHead were good, but they weren't as good as they were when you got older. When you watched them when you were older. Mm. So And
3: uh, I think I see uh, Acer posts, and then there like shows like Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. Those are great stuff, also.
7: Oh yeah. Those were amazingly, amazing shows.
3: Definitely. Uh, All right, but uh, getting into what I was calling about, which, you know, typically on Open Book is about gaming. Um, Finally, I think pretty much everybody was expecting we got to hear some uh, news about the Wii U. Um, I'm kind of curious, though, with uh, the list of the games that uh, are supposedly going to be out for launch, Sean, um, do you um, just off of a, like a, a quick read-through that you saw, do you know how many of those are like legit you know, maybe not we exclusive titles, but just you know brand new titles, and how many of those <laughs> are like, you know, you know, new versions of games that have recently been coming out or stuff like that?:
7: uh, Unfortunately, I lost that tab, but most of those, I have to say, at least probably four titles are brand new titles. I'm gonna take a wild guess. Um,
6: I'm just having to look for the list here.
7: Uh, Wow, I completely lost my list. Nintendo Land. Nintendo Nintendo Land, of course.
6: Mario, kind of. Are we counting that?
7: Yeah, because it is a newer title because it's actually Mm. recreating.
6: Zombie U, certainly. Yeah. Lego City Undercover. I don't know whether these are all launch titles, but they're all within this launch window that they keep talking about, which is to the end of March next year. So you got that. Uh, Rayman Legends, because that's a Wii U exclusive. Wonderful 101, Game & Wario. Scribblenauts Unlimited, even though that is coming out for the 3DS as well. But it is I a think... new title. Yeah.
0: You
7: know, there's uh, something that we... The... No, that, not that. I don't know if we talked about this or not. Apparently, there's a 12-gigabyte PS3 coming out. What?
6: There's your there's your, PS, there's your PS2 with a PS3 on top.
7: A German online retailer confirmed by Facebook that in October, a new PS3 with 12 gigabytes of flash memory will appear. More information on the console has not been provided. It was speculated a long time ago that Sony would release a new version of the PS3. Sources are indicating that this PS3 will possibly have an even smaller box than the PS Slim, meaning a new ultra-slim design is on the way. Yeah. So, breaking news. Breaking
6: news. Sean just spoiled Sony's press conference on Wednesday. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) We announced the headset. We announced pretty much the console. He's even given the size of the
3: thing. (laughs) That That is absolutely stupid. Twelve gigs? I thought they already had something like that out. Uh, it's called the
7: PlayStation Vita. <laughs> I mean, um, the, the pictures that were released of this thing. I'm just looking at this right quick. I mean, we did make the joke that it was uh, a PS2 with a PS3 body on top. And in all honesty, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, the only the only way I see this is this is PS3 Sony's way of trying to combat the Xbox 360 4-gig system.
6: Yeah, the it's, it's their equivalent of the arcade.
7: Uh, I, I cannot believe that. Uh, I'm sorry, L-Train. Go go ahead, dude.
3: Well, no, actually, I'm hearing that. That freaking surprises the heck out of me. I'm surprised that, that something like that would even be brought up. I mean, who the heck even... I mean, I can understand, you know, parents, you know, getting to connect and all that. For their for their kids and stuff, but I for some reason I just never saw any appeal to someone trying to buy a four gigabyte Xbox. So it seems kind of weird that Sony would be even bothered to, you know, try and try and kind of counter up with that with a with a PS3 that has you know three times the size of that Xbox, but it's like I, I mean, what well, wasn't the before this wasn't the smallest gigabyte PS3 the twenty,
7: uh, the original fat Quality. PS3s, yes there was a 20 gig. Oh there was.
3: I mean, okay. I, I I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get what the point of all that is. I mean, what is it? I mean, I don't know if this is a part of that details that uh, that you just gave Sean. I mean, is this thing going to be bundled with PlayStation Move or what?
7: I don't know. There was nothing attached to it other than that. And which I am very much kind of like wait, what? So, I'm
6: If you think about it, it's going to be a budget console.
7: It is. It will probably Which be makes within... sense
6: because of the whole life cycle.
7: Mm.
3: Well, I guess I can see that, but that would depend on whenever the PS4 is coming out.
7: Well, yeah. it, you're funny you mention that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Here comes another story that Sean's about to spoil for Sony. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well. Uh technically the rumor going around right now is that end of summer next year Xbox 720 is being released. Ooh. November, no, no, no. October of next year, PS4 is released. Call them BF. Uh, and apparently next summer is when Sony will unveil their next, uh, What's the word? Constant. Format. Format. Yeah. Sony will unveil the next format <laughs> next summer.
6: So Sean has spoiled E3 2013.
7: <laughs> Pretty much. I
3: don't, I, don't, <laughs> no. I don't see that at all. I mean, it's possible. I, mean, I, was, I was hearing people talk about, you know, you know, the, you know 20, uh, 2013, or 12, 2013, we have, you know, possibly PS4, 2014, that the Xbox 720.
7: I, just, I think it's going to be too soon for stuff like that. Uh, with a lot of the stuff that's going down, I mean, the Grand Theft Auto V is going to push both consoles to probably their breaking point. So I expect... I... Go ahead.
6: Well, certainly with the way it looked, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is going to push it to the limit as well.
7: I really don't think Ground Zero is a current gen.
6: Kojima says it's current gen. And Kojima, that has nothing to do with Project Ogre. Apparently the next person that asks him about whether it's anything to do with Project Ogre is going to get garroted.
7: I I think Kojima is being Kojima. I think Kojima is saying current gen to the new consoles that are sitting in his office right now. Kojima is, let me put it like this, Kojima is one of those people that will say current gen to a console that will be coming out in five years down the road. He is a crazy little Asian fucker.
6: The thing that he'll want to do though, I think, is because this new studio is apparently opening up in America this week, which is working on another Metal Gear project which is probably Metal Gear Solid 5, which is supposed to be coming out 2013-2014. Which just so happens to be console window time. Yep. If you want to launch a console, do it with a Metal Gear franchise. After they sit through four hours of cutscenes before the first gameplay.
7: That's one reason why I won't be playing it.
6: (laughs) L train as well. Two other games that are Wii U exclusive that will be coming: Monster Hunter Three Ultimate and Pikmin Three.
3: Okay, I forgot about Pikmin. I've never played. I, I've never played any of the Pikmin games, but uh, that's good news. Uh, another one. You um, know, I might not be playing it whenever I get the Wii U because this one's not going to be a launch one. The 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 Wii was for me. The Wii U, I'm probably going to be holding off on. I, I forget what the exact name of it was, but that 101 game, that kind of superhero looking thing, uh, that one looked like it had some uh, pretty good potential behind
6: it. Yeah. Previous P100, now the wonderful 101. Because apparently the 101st is Ponga. Oh, no, wait, that's 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) But The 101st... The 101st person is apparently the player. Apparently they're a superhero. So in order to play that game, you have to have a cape and your pants on outside your trousers.
7: (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, by the way, before I forget, um, train. thank you for pretty much destroying my night last night.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What (laughs) the... Wait, 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 wait wait a minute, wait a minute, minute. let's clarify, what the heck did I
7: do? (laughs) L-Train, if no one has heard Unplugged before, you (laughs) need to go pick up the episode where myself and JJ discussed a little couple different things. But at the same time, we had a conversation with uh, a former host on the network that ended up with the conversation pretty much derailing the entire show, plummeting it off a bridge into the... ravine below and blowing it up into a million pieces. That is my exact line from that show. Because it ended up with as I said, this former host saying he wants to get on his knees and suck off CM Punk and Jim Cornette. Oh god. Just mentioning it now makes me wish I hadn't mentioned it. But thank you for killing me last night.
6: Ironically, it's the opposite of men.
7: You really? Holy crap! Didn't have I didn't even to say that. that. <laughs> I think you're suspended for that show, Ashley. Oh wow! So, El Train. Anything else we can provide you with tonight?
3: <laughs> um, nothing I can really think of. I'm pretty sure if uh, people weren't aware of that episode, they're probably going to be looking back in the archives for that one now.
7: That would be. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe that was 8-12-11.
3: Yeah, that was indeed. Uh, pretty much, if you can look back on the SNS site or look at uh, archive.org and punch in that date and unplugged, um, pretty much within the last half hour of the show, you're going to be uh, hearing a topic of discussion you probably never thought of and probably wish you hadn't heard. But just uh, so give it a listen. It's a It's a really good piece of SNS history.
7: Yeah, I'm sure it's one episode that J.J. wishes he could forget.
3: <laughs> or I'd probably say Harmony wishes he could forget.
7: I, I remember we had to fight hard to get that one uncensored.
3: Oh, damn. All right, uh, I, I can't think of a better note to leave off of, so I'm going to go ahead and bounce.
7: Okay, thank you, L-Train, for calling in tonight and for screwing up your first call.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, no problem, and... uh yeah, I don't think I'm going to try and come back on that. All
7: right, I'll talk to you guys later. Later, man. So with that, the phone line is open, and you're more than welcome to call in. Uh, I was hoping that rocks would call in, but I guess he hasn't. And he just posted in the chat what the link is to the site. Oh, my. <laughs> I hope he well, does not rocks come better chat. call in and
6: talk about his childhood comic... Com- uh, comics? Comic... Animated TV shows.
7: Uh, Brassai, if you please, with a buzzer. Next one. Your
6: type really makes me puke, you vacuous, coffee-nosed, malodorous pervert!
7: Wrong door. That was absolutely horrible. I really... I, I really don't know what that one was. Uh Wow. I. You know what? That, that, that buzzer... Is just absolutely what in the world was that, Ashley? <laughs> what was that?
6: It's Monty Python.
1: I'm it's waiting Monty for Piper related stuff.
7: I'm waiting for a producer to let me know something, but he's taking a <laughs> he doesn't even post it. <laughs> oh my Lord. Okay, who's on the line?
5: This is Anthony, apparently the 12-year-old
7: of the chat. <laughs> hey. What? I called you 12-years-old because you posted a, a show that came out last year, or two years ago. I uh, want I'm talking about the from one from time. early 2000,
6: Numb nut. Yeah, my my num- it's like my- Pokemon. There's
7: been way too many. Yeah, there oh. is. My, yeah, my nuts aren't that numb, actually. I can film very well. <laughs> okay,
5: you say so. But there were some other old shows that were cartoons. What about Ghostbusters?
6: Oh yeah, real Ghostbusters.
5: Yes! That was also, awesome. i also like the, uh, the sequel, Extreme Ghostbusters. That was good too.
6: I only saw the real one, but the irony, of course, is the guy that voiced Bill Murray's character voiced Garfield, the animated series, And Bill Murray voiced Garfield in the live-action movie.
5: Mm. I never watched the Garfield movie, so I'm like, thank God. What about Transformers?
7: The original? Yes. I'm all about that.
5: I even like the computer-generated one. That was pretty good, too. The Beast Wars one.
6: For some reason, one of the teachers at our school... Was doing like a cappella versions of that singing. Role.
5: I don't know why. You got the touch, you mean?
6: No. Transformers, robots in disguise.
5: Why are you doing
6: this? In the middle of a physics lesson.
7: Because he can.
6: Yeah, that's what probably made him cooler than the rest of them.
7: At least he wasn't breastfeeding his kid. That was horrible. I... Oh. Wow! Can I get please. Buzzer for that one.
1: You know, if you stop touching yourself, that'll clear up. <laughs> that was for the numbness. See, because because you wanted, because you
6: thought you were so weird with the rest of them, you had to bring back the poster ones. Oh, okay.
7: you know what? I I know he has one sitting there. Let's get a Farley one in there. Oh, great!
4: <laughs> wow, that's got an itch. <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's cleared
5: up a little bit.
7: <laughs> it never ends. Uh, that was great.
5: Okay. Uh, what you, you got know. for Ollie? No, there's pretty much. You guys were talking about it. Even though you guys make fun of me in the chat, which is mostly every time, it's still fun because I know you guys are not really serious. At least I hope not.
7: <laughs> uh, sure. What? But keep going. Uh, oh, nice hesitation. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, it's like... Crazy.
5: All right, whatever. But I know there's sometimes some shit that happens in the the S&S group and all that, but I know that when it comes down to it, we're friends and all that. Well, except for the occasional bitching. But I know there's no one, really, that's just trying to be an asshole.
7: Don't you agree? Um... Sure, where is this going? I'm <laughs> glad I am don't know. The whole the
5: itching thing got me confused. <laughs>
7: okay.
6: Get loused Get de-loused, goddammit! <laughs> Shut up,
5: man.
7: <laughs> For a second, but, I thought um, we were going to have a hug fest out in the middle of, of the street or something. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God. God. What is going on here?
5: Uh, but, um, do you think I've, uh, there's a chance for um at Survivor Series that somehow let's say the Knight of Champions, Lesnar comes back, screws Cena out of the title, and then sets up for like I said, a Survivor Series. Lesnar and Punk versus Triple H and Cena.
7: It's a possibility. I mean there's there's no telling what they're gonna do with Lesnar and Punk. I mean I know that Heyman is there just to just to keep Lesnar on our minds fresh, but at the same time, I can see them doing a um, doing something with the all of them. I mean, I like Ashley was saying earlier on, we could see a Heyman faction show up at Survivor Series com- comprised of Big Show, Brock Lesnar, um... Big Show? I probably said Big Show. Oh, okay. Sorry. Big Show, CM Punk. I'm trying to think of somebody else that was Possibly a... Possibly Swagger because he walked out. I think they're, they're trying to turn Swagger babyface.
5: So yeah, I heard about that it's, too. It's
6: people that are going to be unhappy with the administration. That kind of thing. And, uh... Possibly even because of what happened this week. Possibly insert the primetime players getting screwed out of their tag titles.
7: I could see them jumping in. i, I definitely they could. They'll be the lifting boys in that group if that's the case.
5: Because out of the whole group, they'll be like the ones who are like, why are we in it?
7: We really, by the way, just uh, for a side note for the producer, we need to get a pat on the back uh, sounder just whenever okay. we get a chance we need to work on that one because what he just posted in the skype chat i'm not saying it on the air but that is a pat on the back for a definite so wow but keep going
5: um you were saying that maybe they're going to try to make um swagger uh face. well i heard that they were going to have when they go to the raw in oklahoma they're going to have like a jr appreciation What happens if they have that on the show, but some heel comes out and just starts tormenting Ross? But Swagger comes out and actually defends him?
7: Which is completely possible, because I know at one point they were trying to do a JR being friends with Swagger, and Swagger kind of pushed him off, and was like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, We may be from Oklahoma, but you're this side of Oklahoma, I'm this side. Stuff like that. I mean, it was all college-based, I remember that.
6: We don't normally do the appreciation nights though actually on T V. They don't. But the, the Edge sh- one only turned up thanks to the Australian broadcaster SmackDown. The Shawn Michaels one didn't get shown. The Pat Patterson one obviously got cancelled this week. we
7: well, go ahead, put on hold.
6: Yeah. So the know. JR thing won't be yeah, you know, he's probably backstage for all of them because he's part of the talent relations kind of stuff. So,
5: and since Lawler's unfortunately going to be out of action for a while, who do you think will be um, replacing him on Raw and possibly for the pay per view as well?
7: Matt Striker. I would love to see Matt Striker come back and sit down at that commentary booth. Um, I, I don't. I think Cole. I think Cole should take it off. Think Cole should kind of take off the pay per view. Let some other bot, somebody else get. L Train hit hit the nail on the head there. Um, if not primetime players, the returning Matt Morgan as part of the Heyman faction.
6: Or Laura
7: You got to have somebody who's going to wrestle, though. Laura I don't want to see him in the ring at all.
6: Lauren Oates can do a diamond pair.
7: Ace
5: yeah, those run. one half of the diamond
1: ring dudes.
7: <laughs> back to the original topic. Um, I can see Matt Stryker definitely taking a seat back at the, the booth. Or Josh Matthews taking over like he usually would.
5: Yeah, if so they give some of the guys from NXT, the announcers there, Regal and uh, Byron Saxton. they would do pretty good in that show too.
6: Regal. Regal would be a good one.
5: I haven't heard people saying trying to get JBL back before announcing.
6: He's too busy with his training for his peak stuff out of four. One that I'd like to see but I doubt would happen, give a run to Scott Stanford. But then the problem is you've got too many faces. And you need somebody to actually act heelish in order for the commentary to be good. Just not be over the top heel. To be quite honest, from what happened, I don't think you're going to see Cole go heel or even slightly heel his comments again for quite a while. Maybe you know,
5: yeah. Swain's twist. What happened to put Haman as an announcer or commentator for that pay-per-view?
7: I don't see that happening. That
6: would be too similar to Steve Carino in Ring of Honor. This is a travesty. You're all talk you're all looking at this wrong. Kevin Steen is the victim, not Ryan. Uh, something speaking, like that.
5: Speaking of ROH, what are you guys thoughts about apparently Matt Hardy going back there?
7: When is oh. when is death before the This honor? Uh this Saturday. this
6: Saturday. Tomorrow.
7: I'm going to watch. I'm definitely going to watch. I am actually looking forward because I, I from what I've heard Matt's worked a lot to get away from everything that's causing him problems. Except for Ruby Sky. Um,
5: and I remember uh, his time in ROH was short, but it was way better than his brother's, because Jeff was just booed out of that arena. While Matt well, got at least... Go ahead, Ashley.
6: As, as I... As Randy and I talked about on... I think it was the first episode of Whole Indie Show from a few months back. Cheap plug. But the one time he was there, the one night, that was like a week or so after he did an interview saying I don't want to wrestle anymore and if you say something like that to die hard wrestling fans, you are going to get booed out of the arena
5: that's true, but I think ROH, unless they get a better TV deal because the one they got, it's probably a little better than HDNet, but it's not that not much better, they're going to be screwed in within a couple years
6: All I'll say is G4's looking for programming since they're not going to be showing reruns of COPS anymore.
5: Yeah. I don't care about G4. The only show I watched on that was Attack of the Show.
6: Yeah, but that lost all significance when the host started disappearing.
5: That Kevin Pereira, I know. That the that way he left was pretty good, but... This conversation's gone way over the place.
7: So, Sorry, I'm okay. trying to uh, trying to figure out... I'm just
6: trying to forget the itching.
7: <laughs> so am I Wait, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. L-Train posted something in chat and I'm completely confused. So. L-Train
5: said something that was confusing? What a shock. Oh my god. Anything We've else we can help you with, Anthony? Callers. No, that's pretty much it. So I'll just end my call now.
7: Okay. okay. Uh, before see you ya. do go, we do have one more thing for you. Oh, great. I. Give him one more before you leave.
1: Let us never speak of this again. I agree. Oh, that's an appropriate one.
7: <laughs> that works completely. <laughs> have a good one. Right. Okay, see you. Bye.
6: That's going to be one that's resurrected week on <laughs> week.
7: So with that, I'm going to try to figure out what Train was talking about. Cops uh, off G4. No, not that. But... Oh well. Uh, you know what? With that, we'll just go ahead and uh, actually end the show. Uh, but, pulling in, sad face. Eh, Bronx are calling next week. Because next week, I definitely will be talking about Borderlands 2. And all of that, uh, apparently. Okay, let him on. With see? that, we have some jerk on the line, and I don't know why he's he thinks he can call in just like this. But <laughs> let's throw it to him. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. <Paula. laughs> what was so, the topic of the show again? Uh, it's it's, it's it's all about me. That's what the topic of the show. It's all about me.
2: Okay, because you know. Freaking, you know, Anthony calls in and just, you know, you're, I hear you with a jack trying to get the train back on track and, you know, Ashley trying to push it. And it's like, <laughs> oh. but it's funny, you know, I called in a little late. I'm sorry, but you guys mentioned a lot of the cartoons that I used to watch. Uh, I mentioned in the chat the original Thundercats, loved it. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man, She-Ra. You know, you mentioned DuckTales. There are so many I could mention. And and the thing is, I don't know how you guys feel. I don't like the new Shrek-type animation. I still prefer the old, you know, drawing-type animation. Maybe that's just me.
7: No, you—you've got a point. I mean, I do agree with you. The the old style of how they were how they did it was great. I mean, but now it's all done by computer generation stuff like that, and it's pretty easy. So, uh, it's just one of those things, Brass, uh, Bronx. You know what? I'll hold on. Remind me to ask you a question at the end of our conversation. Okay. I've got a very interesting, uh, it's something I want to plug to the entire SNS network. So I'll ask you at the end, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just the, the old school stuff. And then, you have these reboots like I've been, I've been checking out the new Thundercats and it's good. The storyline, the storyline itself is good. The animation is kind of like a lot of like Dragon Ball Z type Pokemon, you know, Japanimation type thing. And the one character who was voice acting, I miss, and I can't remember the name of the guy. The original Mumra was a cla- I mean, that was a fucking classic voice. And the new guy just doesn't hit that mark for me.
7: I actually haven't seen any of the new stuff. The last new show that was a remake I saw was the Voltron stuff. And it was interesting, but not as interesting as I really wanted to be. I mean, I, I was, I kind of, like I said, I watched it. I was like, eh, eh, nah. So, I mean, I... I agree. I mean, I kind of wish they would kind of go better, I guess. But I don't know. It's just one of those things.
2: Well, I mean, they had the the wellness violation He-Man, the reboot of that, where the guy was just (laughs) freaking huge. I mean, when he turned into He-Man, it was like Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. It was just way over the top. But... I Was know- it
7: kind of like? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Was it kind of like that guy had the 30, 31 inch biceps? Somebody posted it on the Facebook page.
2: Oh yeah, the human Popeye. I saw that shit. That's like, why would you do that to yourself? What's wrong with people?
7: Yeah, who knows? Was it like Apache shit?
6: Apache chief from the Super Friends? No. A
2: oh, Nick Chuh. Yeah. No, this this guy actually just apparently somehow worked only one part of his body. I don't know how the hell you do that, but, I mean, that's just... The, the shit people do to themselves amazes me. But, you know, a- another thing you guys had mentioned was monster movies. And, I mean, I was way into the original Godzilla. It blew my mind when I found out that Raymond Burr was dubbed in there, that the original was in Japanese, and I actually went and found it and watched it with the subtitles. And, you know, essentially the same movie, but I think... When they Americanized it, they took out a lot of the emotion. I mean, originally, Godzilla was a representation of the atomic bomb that was dropped on Japan. That was the whole thing. That atomic energy will get us into, tr- into trouble with Mother Nature. And it was just, it was brilliant for its day.
7: I'd cer-
6: Go ahead. Well, uh, I certainly agree. It was that kind of. Nice thing where acknowledged the 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 badness of the world has created this thing, and it's basically your fault, and it's destroying your well, it's it's destroying your city, and it was caused by the Americans. So it was some kind of, in that sense, it's kind of propaganda, kind of ish in in that essence, because obviously the nuclear stuff was caused by the the bomb, but. Then you kind of look at where they did the nuclear tests in, the, you know, the desert in America. And what did we get from that? The Hills Have Eyes. Do you think that's the same quality as
2: Godzilla? Yeah, to a, to a certain extent. But it was like, you know, the old monster movies. There, there was one called, I don't know if Sean saw this, called Rodan. Which yes. had one of the best endings to a monster movie ever. And then you had the crossovers. I mean, I loved uh, Godzilla versus Mothra was awesome. King Kong versus Godzilla was awesome. And even though back in the day it was a guy enlarged in a costume, the special effects were pretty damn good.
7: The thing you... It's funny you bring up... I mean, the special effects and all that. There's actually an angle called the Godzilla angle. And what it is, it's basically you have a small... You, you have the city. You have the, the cities that they destroyed were small sets. Basically, the cameras were actually... Nowadays, they used the glass sets and all that, but nowadays, or in the old days, the camera was actually pointed up towards the person in the suit. So they looked a couple hundred feet tall, and it was actually called the Godzilla angle because of the fact that he wanted everything to look a lot bigger than what it possibly was because the dude was probably seven foot in a suit. And outside the suit, he was probably, what, five feet? So, I mean, it's just one of those things. And it fun- it's funny you bring up uh, the movies. I mean, I'm looking at the listing again right quick. Uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla was in the heyday of Godzilla. It was in 1962. Mothra came just two years after that. And what's the coolest thing is, is during this entire period, during the first uh, six films, they were all directed by the same person, and the effects director was the same person. The director was Ishiro Honda, and the effects director was E.G. Sabura. Uh, I'm trying to get this right. I'm sorry, guys. Saburaya. I'm trying I hope that's right. Um, But that was the coolest thing. And one of the other things is it looks like he was pretty much in the suit a lot. Uh, but the original actor for Godzilla was Haru Nakajima was the original Godzilla. So, I mean, I, I know this is one of those things that's going a little bit in, more in depth than usual. I do apologize guys. I just absolutely love Godzilla. It's one of those things.
2: See, I liked I liked for, for separate reasons. See, the American Godzilla that they did a few years ago, I know a lot of people crap on it. I just took that as something totally separate. If you watch it as something totally separate without any reference to the original Godzilla, you can enjoy it. But I'll tell you, if this new Godzilla movie comes out, I'd love to see what they can do with classic Godzilla in CG, I think it'll just be freaking awesome.
7: Definitely, I actually did like the, the 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 Matthew Broderick Godzilla. I mean, a lot of people do trash it, and it sucks because they because it wasn't supposed to be anything like the new the, the old school stuff. It was supposed to be like something written just randomly, and right. I don't know. I just, it's just one of those things.
2: Well, I think if you, like we we say in wrestling, if you suspend disbelief kind of and watch it with fresh eyes, it was kind of like the new nightmare on Elm street. Everyone trashed it because everybody compares it to Robert England's Freddy Krueger. You can't, it's a totally different. It's the same premise, but it's a different character. And if you watch it, like that you can enjoy it the same thing with godzilla as radically different as it was if you watch it as a fresh movie that has nothing to do with the classics you can enjoy it
8: the other, th- the other
6: thing as well is the oh, what's his name again that's doing it gareth evans isn't it no, yeah gareth edwards uh, edwards yeah mm-hmm. gareth edwards the fact that he did such brilliant graphics for only a hundred thousand pounds on his last film, think what he could do with a twenty million dollar budget.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're good nowadays with with special effects and graphics, if you've got a decent computer, a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar computer, you can do a lot of this stuff at home. So, like you said, give a guy like that an almost unlimited budget, and you know who knows what he's going to do. But you know, it, it was like when. Um, you know, it, it's something interesting, and um, I'll just go say this, and, and that'll be it. Um, I was thinking back to a very old, rare cartoon that somebody might people may not have remembered. I wonder if any of you guys remember it. It was kind of, I think, by the same studio that did, like, uh, He-Man or did Thundercats. Do you all remember a cartoon called Silverhawks?
7: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I don't, I don't, um, let me rephrase this. I know of it. I never did watch it.
2: Well, it was short-lived. They had a character called Monstar, who was very, in fact, the same voice actor who did Mumrod did Monstar. And he had a chant, too, where he would transform. Very, very similar. It wasn't on that long, but it was a pretty damn good cartoon. It was on maybe for a season, maybe two. But uh, it was... It was pretty cool, but I mean, I could go on and on, you know, all the the Marvel and DC stuff, the uh, old Silver Surfer cartoon, Super Friends. I mean, there are so many, you know, you could go on and on, but uh, cartoons influenced my childhood a lot. When I got home from school, that was the first thing I did was put on the TV.
7: Well, I, I agree with you there. The first thing I did was I, I turned on the TV, and, but the first thing I watched was the original 1960s Batman. I mean, the uh, Adam West and all of that. And then right after that was done, I called my grandfather and told him about the episode I just watched. I mean, it was one of those things every day. That's what I did. So, I mean, I, uh, I'm definitely there with you every day, home, TV. That's all it was.
2: Yeah, and back then you made do with 13 channels. Now you got 500 and there ain't shit to watch.
7: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah,
2: But I'm going to get going, but before I go, Sean, you had a question for me?
7: Yes, um, there was a link I sent you a few weeks ago. It was called Hyster- His- Hysterical Literature. It was with Stoya. I don't- Did you ever get a chance to watch that?
2: I got to watch some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, no. but So you a- missed
7: out on the... The, the big stuff, the the funny stuff at the end of it. You missed out on that.
2: Yeah, I didn't make it to the end. I may have to. I still have the link. Uh, it's in my bookmark, so I'll I'll check that out again. I'm sorry about that. I just didn't get around to to finish. It's it.
7: okay. There's actually three of them out now, and um, the reason why I'm bringing this up, if you have not seen these videos at all, it's called. I'm trying to find the uh, the, the guy who does it, but it's actually called hysterical literature what it is is it's different porn stars actually reading a book, a book that they they choose. It's completely their style and I actually spoke to Stoya about her her spot and the reason why she's uh, no, I'll have to look some, at another point but uh, they choose it. They choose the book they're reading they choose, they, they actually are told to dress up nicely like they're going out on a date, a dinner date out in the town or something like that and something uh, they're reading this book and they happen to have something placed between their legs at the same time or something is uh, they let me say it like this Stoya she never she's never uh, conversational like this Uh, I asked her what exactly was running the table and there was a Hitachi vibrator between her legs Um, she had never used one before and she said it was very, very good night for her. Wait
2: a minute. Hitachi, the company that makes stereos and fucking... <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes. I bet it sounded good. It, it, it's definitely not safe for work. Um, don't <laughs> You don't, think? Don't watch these at work. I mean, I mean, the thing is, you don't know that this is going on. It's more so the audio that's not safe for work. Because... Like I said, Stoya, she was reading a, a book, uh, Necrophilia Variations. She's a very different person. and was, She was yeah. reading it, and she got into what was going on. Um, I knew that the second one was with Alicia, and she was reading A Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. And there happened to actually be somebody underneath the table. I don't know what <laughs> he was doing. I well, never found
2: out. Well, if you're going to talk about necrophilia, which is dead fucking, you might as well have Athena Batista reading something, because... Oh! You
6: know. Oh, my. I, mean, I was going to so say, next week, Lisa Rand reads Moby
2: Dick. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, that's... You know, you know Sony's going to get into this shit now and, and come out with something of their own. The Boxman. You know, not the Walkman, the Boxman. And that'll be in the next porno series, but... So now we've gone from cartoons to wrestling to porno. It's awesome.
7: It's not.
6: Anthony's it feels right
2: at home.
7: <laughs> no, it's not. It's not porno. Wow. It's, um, if you get a chance, go find the, the, the YouTube user Clayton cubits. Uh, it's, it's definitely, like,
6: it's like lady Chatley's lover. It's adult literature.
7: Sure. we will go with that. Oh, um, I.
2: I do got a question for you, Sean, real quick. Um, What's we up, had, brother? I would asked you this a while ago. Because of that lunatic and the Batman shootings, We had, you, I think you had told me. I think it was you. If, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I had read that the Batman, new, the new Joker comic, is going to be delayed because of that. Is there any, uh, I know it was supposed to be released next month, and I've been drooling waiting for this fucking comic. Any news on when it will come out?
7: Last time I heard anything, it was October. I mean,
2: maybe. Were, I'm sorry. It, maybe that was just a stupid rumor I read because I read it was going to be delayed. Like out of respect for.
7: Yeah, it, it, it was. It was delayed. It was definitely delayed due to the fact of what did happen. Um, but I last I heard, it was October. Oh
2: wow! Well, oh well. <laughs> when it does come out, I'm that that's one of the few things i'll i'll go the same day to get because i want to read just the just the artwork i've seen is so sick i can't wait to read that
7: yeah i'm looking forward to it it's very it's going to be it's it's going to be great so i'm looking forward to it
2: all right guys great job uh, enjoyed the enjoyed the show very much tonight and uh, you boys are doing a good job and uh i'll keep in touch man you guys have a good night
7: Later, man. Thanks, and Bronx. So that was Bronx. Uh, before we do go, we do want to, of course, cover everything. But as uh, Anthony, I just saw in chat, asked a question: uh, How long are the videos? Um, Soya's was about seven minutes. Uh, Alicia's is about twelve, and Danielle only lasted about six minutes. So lasted. Yeah, they lasted. Um, They're worth watching, like I said, if you get a chance. But as I did say, they're not safe at work. So check them out. Before we do log off, though, we do need to do a few housekeeping things. Uh, This is the SNS Radio Network. And if you want, or you should, check out all the shows we have here on the network. Uh, Of course, you have Wrestling News Live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Sorry about that. You also have TNA Chat live every Thursday at 10.30 p.m. All times are Eastern for me. Sorry, guys. Of course, you have the open book every Friday, hopefully, live at uh, 11 p.m. Uh, Every pay-per-view weekend, you have the Sunday Night Showdown, either with Trey and Bronx for TNA or JJ, Shark, Harmony, and uh, Trey for WWE. This is WWE Weekend, so hopefully we'll have the boys and the 51% owner, Harmony, to join uh, this weekend. Uh, What podcast do we have on the network, Ashley?
6: Podcast-wise, we've got Running the Ropes with Krell and Mav, who just did an interview. Krell did, I believe, an interview with Winter, which seems to, from what I've heard about it, it seems a pretty good interview, so go and check that out. We've also got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckman, the Elite Force podcast, the midweek edition with Chuck W., and The Weekend with Walkie and Wipe, and also the whole indie show with myself and Randy. And also the fantasy football one from Trey as well, the WNL fantasy football.
7: Don't want to forget about that also don't forget to do your picks over on fourdown org please get get in there make your picks make us number one we definitely want to beat the woo world network or whatever world, or whatever they're called uh, definitely one of those things we want to get we want to get number one uh, we didn't get number one last year we want to make number one this year or this season so let's make it uh, anything you want to say before we close out the show
6: uh, next week, I'm probably going to be talking a lot about Eurogamer. And I'm going to be asking everybody over the course of the next week what games they want to get, want, want me to get my hands on and get my opinions of. I'll probably give you links to the website where you can see the list of everything that's playable and also in dev sessions because I want to try and, I don't want to go there and go, oh, Look at Skylanders. Because if you are interested in Skylanders, there's not much point in me playing it. So if you want to know about the new stuff of Far Cry 3 or Assassin's Creed 3, because I'm guessing the Vita edition might be on show as well, although they haven't confirmed that yet. You've also got Halo 4, Black Ops, which will probably be multiplayer, the Wii U, anything like that. If it's on the list, which should be finalized by the end of next week, so we'll try and get it up then. Give your thoughts on the Facebook page or give your thoughts on the stuff. I noticed Shifty saying Rambo, I don't think Rambo is going to be there. Apparently they're not having WWE thirteen there. Which is a swerve.
7: Um, I will give you some homework next week on the show. I mean that's that's definite. So we uh We'll definitely have to look up on that. And there's something that actually needs you guys to do. Uh, isn't there a interview that you're trying to set up?
6: Yes, I hopefully will. Be, I'm trying to line up over the weekend an interview with the developers from Crytek. They've got somebody willing to talk about the new free to play PC game, Warface, which looks impressive. Graphics wise, it probably looks the same. Quality is probably Ghost Recon or Battlefield, that kind of thing. The factor is, though, look at it. Although it's PC, the guys at Crytek have expressed their feelings that they wanted to be on consoles free-to-play as well. Which, considering they're now allowing free-to-play games on Xbox now, I think that would be something interesting so check it out and if you've got any opinions or thoughts on it and any questions you want to ask i there's a post on the facebook page with the videos linked there check it out and one of the videos is the beta which is happening now only in korea i believe although it might be elsewhere in europe but i think the stream is russian but mostly you're looking at the gameplay not trying to work out what they're saying
7: So, with that... Um, <laughs> with that, next week we will be definitely covering uh, some Borderlands. I will definitely be giving my thoughts on Borderlands 2. I uh, will definitely be talking... I don't know. Next week's a very interesting week. I do know that I have a lot going on next week. So, we'll definitely have to see. There might not... There may be a solo show next week too.
6: Okay. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, that's it's certainly coverable if certainly the Sony stuff does happen, because they could just bring a surprise and go, you know that game everybody forgot about Last Guardian. Boo!
7: If they bring it up like that, then Sony's got some problems. Because they, they did bayetta that and and that got the bayonetta guys completely and utterly uh bombarded, but you know what let's hold off we'll we'll see what happens this week, and uh we'll definitely have to see what happens, but with that, we're gonna log off from this. Little longer than I expect to show. So I can go to bed and go get ready to get rid I of blame blanket. Godzilla. Uh, I blame too many stories. We'll have to work on that later. But with that I do want to give you guys something different to listen to. As you've heard, I've been playing some different music tonight. And my song of the night is of course just that. It's a different song. Um if you know if you've ever heard the song Like a G six with far east then you've heard of dev uh this is actually a song by dev called in the trunk it's a great song video is kind of hilarious also so song of night dev in the trunk check it out we'll catch you guys next week later
4: it's in my channel. Mouth and turn that up. We ride by like there's no one there, and they stop and stare. Yeah, they stop and stare. We ride by like nobody knows what's in my trunk. What's in my trunk? It's in my trunk. It's in my trunk. I got that dump it in my trunk. It's in my trunk. I got that dump it in my trunk. It's in my
0: trunk. I got that dump in my trunk. It's in my it's in my I got that in my it's in my I got that
4: dump, it's in my it's in my I got that in my Riding in a saucy whip, even if it's costly. I'ma be flossy, Maybelline shit glossy. Watch out, I'm spending it Got bitches on deck, any Mexican? the street, red line Don't stop till I hit the bayside We ride by like there's no one there And they stop and stare Yeah, they stop and stare We ride by like nobody knows What's in my trunk What's in my trunk It's in my trunk, it's in my trunk I got that dump, it's in my
0: trunk My it's in my trunk I
4: got that self. It's in my trunk Got the north, got the east, got the west for me So I suggest you better not mess with me Be cool, you don't wanna squat em We could do the full, but you don't want no problems I put that on something Put that on father's Put that on something I put that on mama's Put that on something I put that on does You run up on me Get your man beat up It's in my child. Tr-
1: Let us never speak of this again.